Rhino Gradentia. Hello, and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday the 8th of March 2020. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today is Zachary Burgess. That wasn't a new starting word. That was still in the old category. And Robert Kemp. I'm suffering from a bad case of Rhino Gradentia. Yeah, Gredentia. exactly. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds exactly like some kind of disease. That would be a topical launch word for our podcast. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it could be. Yeah, sounds, you know, it's nasally, isn't it? So topical. Hello, is your old pal Corona here? <laughs> what are you going to sell us, Corona? A bunch of cats that make you ill. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that sounds like something he'd do. But that's literally what he does in the game. That's true. You get those, you, the first time, it might be the first time he comes up, he offers to sell you those, that, a bunch of those cat creatures, the little furry cr- oh, cat creatures. right. I and if you this. buy them, you can just keep them in the boxes and never open them. Open them. If you don't buy them, they just come up the elevator anyway. And no. those are the things that turn into the scratchers if you let them eat, eat garbage. Mm. So it's actually safer to buy them and then just never open the boxes. Hmm. <laughs> die in the crate. But how would you know that? You don't. You wouldn't. But that's the, you know that's how that game works. Are those crates like pokeballs? Like so, if the the things are in them, like they're they're actually okay. I like that's the only time you ever have those crates for like creatures for life because it's the same kind of crate that the scuzzer droids come out of the little yellow square ones. Yeah, okay, right. They just reuse that system for this one specific joke, I guess. Schrodinger's crates. If you don't open them, Apparently then they can't kill you. Yeah. <laughs> cats are both dead and alive. You are simultaneously ill and fine. Mm-hmm. Which I think describes the entire human race. Currently. <laughs> you are simultaneously ill and fine. Are you worried about it? Is it getting to you? All this corona news? Getting well, to you. you know, my whole... Respiratory tract is a problem in in general, so <laughs> I don't know what. Like, does it make is it more bad for me or less bad? Like, does the fact the fact that I constantly have a whole shit ton of phlegm flowing around in there give me like extra layers of defense, or is it just going to get fucked up and better? <laughs> well, it might do to be honest. It might actually be better. <laughs> I'm rethinking my entire life here. Like, why did I get a job and come and live in the? Biggest one of the biggest cities in the world when I could have stayed in my well, parents' room in Nina Market, it would have been safe. Well, you'll probably have better hospitals. Uh, d- well, better, but maybe more, more dense. Yeah. yeah. I think they're going to be plenty busy. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, it's get, well, I mean just the testing part. And how, how on earth are they actually isolating people is the other thing. Well, they're, they're not really, they aren't really doing anything. They're just like, mm. go home and stay home. <laughs> Lock yourself in. Get dominant. Not a problem for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's the other bonus <laughs> to my situation. It's like, maybe I won't get ill. If I do, yeah. I'll probably be fine. I, I mean, mean, assuming I don't die, <laughs> I'll probably be fine. Are you susceptible to flu? Do you get flu very often? I don't know. I don't think I've no. been ill for like a number of years. I mean, I've, I've been ill this year, but not... Oh, are well, you sure? I got whatever you had a bit. Yeah. Although I don't think I had it as bad as you. No, no. I, no one seems to got it, get it, got, nah, have had it as bad as me this year, which is, which did, is rare. You, I'm did you have actual flu this year? No, 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 no. I didn't have flu, I, I, I just... can't remember the last time I had actual flu. I'm not, not sure if... Hmm, I'm not sure I've... if I have. Since I was, I, I mean, I definitely had it. Home. I definitely had freshers' flu. <laughs> oh yeah, I got that. I got that real bad. But that's just um, the cold. <laughs> no, no, this was 
actual flu. Yeah, my, yeah, it was it was pretty rough. Mm. Um, good, yeah, good couple of weeks. Um, nasty. Not a great way to start. <laughs> start. Term. I remember freshly. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, that was proper. I think I think I probably have had it once since then. Yeah. I think most of the time, yeah, just man flu, I suppose, not <laughs> real flu. Whatever that actually means, it's just it just means bad head cold when you happen to be mad. Yeah, yeah that's probably. what it means. Yeah. So if you got so debilitating, oh my god! You got some stocks anything. in if you need to. If, what's your plan no. if you have to stay in for two weeks what are you going to play Ooh, well I've got plenty, my <laughs> yeah, backlog right, is, I think we all have plenty of that yeah my backlog yeah. is huge it's not a problem I'll, I'll be entertained in fact someone give me flu it'll be fine <laughs> the, the probability of like like you're not likely to die from it like unless you're like well I guess we don't technically know that no. yet but probably not <laughs> Yeah, well, that's true. No, we do, because yeah. people recover from it already. Yeah, there's already people recovering. Yeah, but we don't know, like, like the percentages the, or whatever. The exactly. current yeah. rate is about 5% or something. No, um, it's like, less than that. Well, theoretically, that's... It's 1% to 2%. That was currently. Was for what, for, like, death? Yeah, 1% to yeah. 2%. 1% to 2%. Okay. Uh, but, but that's still really high. Like, low. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's still a large number of people. Yeah, it's I a lot of people. Yeah. The, I think, you know, if it gets bad, then that's just going to be a lot of people who said that their granny died like slightly before their time yeah i feel like that might good, be the case in our family our one remaining grandparent in our family mm. and she's barely holding on to be honest and it's going to be in grim because you won't be able to go to their funerals and stuff because you'll all have to stay away from gatherings which would be extra sad well i mean as long as it's as long as, it's, as, long as you agree with the rest of your family that you're all going to get ill if you go to this funeral then it's oh, right. right. Then, yeah, <laughs> it's only within like your own a, family like a funeral pact yeah let's all let's all celebrate the life of our family yeah, member and simultaneously one get bigger sick. event after everything it would just be like hey celebration there's, we, we have, there's enough people here we can get fireworks in <laughs> for a funeral <laughs> <laughs> well depends who you are you might be into that and if those ashes burn in a specific colour and then I don't think that's how that works. What color is your ashes? I mean, it's iron, right? So that's like I don't know what color iron is in flame tests. Yeah. Like well, it's like yellowy, iron. isn't it? Like yeah, iron just like generic regular yeah. color. And copper is green. Whitish. Yeah. <laughs> is copper green when you burn it as well as when it rusts and stuff? I think it is. Yeah, isn't I think it? Yeah. So. yeah, it is. Yeah. You just stick it in a fire and it goes green. Yeah. Or the flame goes green anyway. So that's only if you're having a horseshoe crab funeral that you have green fireworks from the copper blood. Is the safest form of funeral just like an, a, a, everyone gets a Viking funeral? Well, in Croatian, yes, <laughs> pretty no, much. Yeah, but you just put them out the sea. <laughs> well, unless yeah, it can were, fish. Well, did they go out to sea? Because I thought you just buried them in a buried boat in on a boat, the land, yeah. right? Like in some. Oh, it's probably no, a, it's probably a myth was... that they actually set them on fire. Wasn't that more of a Saxon thing than a Viking thing? It's the same thing, though, isn't it? Really? No, because mm. the Saxons got beaten by the Vikings. So they got kind of That's yeah. True. They probably inherited all their all their rituals. You're from probably being right. Beaten though. by the Vikings. Yeah. They probably I had slight Viking... differences, though, right? Yeah. In, I thought in... Viking funerals were like you know the classic burning raft, right? 
the, the... I think those were probably only for special people, though. Maybe, yeah. You want the Boromir style, go over the waterfall, and then presumably, I don't know what happens to Boromir <laughs> after that. That's such a... Even in the film, it's just like... That doesn't seem like a very good no, way sure, it's like It looks good to the people cool. upstream, but yeah. anyone standing below the waterfall gets to see a flailing corpse fall into the pool. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's, not, that's significantly less cool. <laughs> it's like, yeah. That's only really good if they're, like if you know there are no villagers downstream from you, are they? Because it's going to wash up on some bank somewhere. Yeah. Well, go, I mean, that I've river goes down... Like, it literally goes through Osgiliath, that entire city. Like, they're upstream from Osgiliath, I think, at that point. Yeah, definitely. So, <laughs> if, it, if, if his corpse was on his way out to sea, it would go through an entire the entire country of Gondor, basically. Well, it might be all right if it was, like, there was some sort of magic fire that lasts the whole way. So they know not to approach this. But he wasn't on fire, was he? He was just in a boat. Yeah, they didn't even set him on fire. Uh, <laughs> well, they missed a trick. Yeah, that would did. have looked even more ridiculous going over a wall. <laughs> Fiery boat. <laughs> That's pretty good, though, as, as funerals go. I don't know. You could do worse than a fiery boat going over a waterfall. As long as you just don't think about it too much. That's what yeah, you exactly. <laughs> Never think about it too much. You think about the coolness of those 30 seconds, you don't think yeah. about any of the consequences. Exactly. You really want to be hired as the key cleanup crew for Boromir's funeral. Like, just they're sat at the bottom of the waterfall going, well, we don't even get to see the good bit. I want to be cremated and packed into a firework. <laughs> <laughs> Exploded across the sky, and, and then rained down on everyone. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> rain down on now, all. There will be a little bit of me ingested into everyone. I, oh, will, man, be I will be someone's future lung cancer <laughs> as they <laughs> breathe in this dust. I love that scene in um, uh, the Big Lebowski, right? You know where they cremate Donny, right, and try to like throw him out over the ocean, but it just gets immediately blown straight in back into face. into his face. I've not seen The Big Lebowski. What? Dude, yeah. that's a really good film. Uh, yeah, that's one of those films. Time. It's one of those films that you could just watch over and over again, I think. Like, it just if it's on, I will watch it. And I've done that like 10 times, I think, probably. It's just that. Oh, so, it's, so it's your Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. Because Spider-Man 1 does that to me. Like Fifth yeah. Element as well. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's one of those films. So, I think you'd be... It's funny, obviously. It's comedy. <laughs> It's uh, Coen Brothers. I don't know why I'm trying to sell it because okay. most people know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think most people are already aware. Uh, yeah, and even a, Rob is aware on I'm some I'm aware level. of the film. I'm just, it's just not, yeah, not yeah. something I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, I'm up for watching that sometime. <laughs> Let's see if Gnome's seen it. Add that to the list of you know, all of the Matrix films. And... <laughs> oh, yeah, we need to watch them. I'm annoyed that we didn't get to see the Matrix in the cinema because we didn't get organised. Well, yeah. But they might, they might be. Um... I'm surprised they haven't put out the um, 4K like release somewhere yet. You know, if they did it in cinemas, it's like why yeah. hasn't it turned up on Netflix or something? Or have they put out a 4K Blu-ray yet? Or... Yeah, I don't think I've seen it on Netflix. Yeah, mm. I don't think I've ever seen any of the Matrix films on any on of streaming. those services. Yeah, even though it's. Well, do Warner Brothers really engage with those services? I don't know. I don't know. I think I might have seen it on Now TV, but that doesn't really count. No, that's that, not like that'll a, be Sky that's Movies. A, yeah, that's right? just a pulling it off the Sky Movie service. Mm. Yeah, so it most certainly won't be a... Well, it's, it's rarely a... a I don't know, Now TV isn't entirely HD, is it? Like, a lot of it's still... 
I was looking at like TV options again recently because um, uh, my, my brother moved into his new house fairly recently, and they oh, um, he did, and yeah, I think they got that sorted about three weeks ago. But one of the <clears throat> so in the in the classic state of this estate and its terrible broadband, it's not that terrible. I mean, it's not that terrible. Well, well, it's terrible in the sense that where I am, I can get fiber to the cabinet, which is fine for my needs. Yeah. Um, where he used to be, a hundred yards down the road, that doesn't exist. So yeah. You have to have some kind of ADSL connection, which is just why it's so close. But then on the new bit of the estate that they're still finishing up. You can't get fiber to the cabinet, but you can get fiber to the premises. Okay, well, that's probably better if you could afford it. Very much better. So he's got that now and some ridiculous connection to go with it. And it's just like, oh, I'll, maybe I'll look into I, I, You know, maybe I can get that given that yeah. it's over there. No. no. <laughs> of course not. What? Yeah, it's, it's rubbish. It's like, I, I want it. I don't need it, but I want it. And while I was I mean, looking into it, like just like maybe I can discontinue my Sky, and maybe I'll get a TV package through Virgin or something instead. Yeah. And then, um, you know, because no, no, has been saying, well, maybe we don't need the Sky, and we can just do everything through iPlayer, which is technically true, but it's kind of a pain in the ass to use all these separate services to get your TV. Right? If I want to watch something on B, I have to go to the iPlayer app and then find it in the iPlayer app, and then. Yeah, it is annoying. And, and, and then watch it. And it's like, whereas, you know, Sky collates everything I've told it to collate. Well, maybe like, there's some way of getting it, but there's other <clears throat> ways of getting unified interface. Like, I haven't looked into, but I imagine something like Apple TV would smooth it over. Chromecast is like, okay. Maybe, but it's still all apps, isn't it? That's the problem. Well, like, I Apple. don't know. Doesn't it give you a, a unified interface for searching across the apps? So well, I can something... tell you that, as it turns out, we actually have a Roku at, Roku at our house now. Oh, and oh, I turned that on to look at it, and it's like, yep, there's just a big menu of apps. And also, right, apparently, right. even though we have a Roku, I'm not sure why, because all of the apps that I tried to launch, we don't have a login for. <laughs> I'm just like, right. well, why does this box exist? What is its purpose? It's like, I don't know. I can't use Netflix because I don't know how to log in. We haven't got an account. That kind of thing. Yeah, no, no accounts on any of those apps seem to be seem to exist. So I'm like, why does this box exist? I haven't found out yet. <laughs> so even though it's expensive, I haven't quite brought myself to discontinue the Sky yet. In fact, I might upgrade it to get <laughs> to get a Q box. Basically. The exact opposite. Yeah, because our because our box is a little bit. We've got one of the old Sky HD boxes, and it's uh, occasionally it's having audio problems now. Mm-hmm. Um, where it starts to like stutter a bit until you decide to back out of a recording and go back in, which isn't too much of a hassle, but it's still something, right? Mm. Um, and also, I still get Sky F1 for some reason without paying for it, you know, because it's, it's it's according to the website, it's a legacy entitlement. Oh right, yeah. That I still get. So if I was to upgrade my package without changing anything else, I still get it <coughs> without having to pay for Sky Sports, which is great. <laughs> So there's that. I might keep my sky. <laughs> Given that I can't get anything else, really. Hmm. I can't remember. I'm sure there was a point to where I started with this, but it's gone. Looking into TV in some way. <laughs> uh, you were talking about the broadband. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. But I think that was leading into something about TV, but now I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've lost the plot. Got, you I mean, it. you don't have Netflix, right? But you, <laughs> I don't have Amazon? Netflix, but but I've got Prime. Yeah, 
Yeah. Because I primarily had Prime for, you know, using Amazon. Not yeah, for the, for the video. Getting boxes but, delivered. Yeah. Hmm. But, you know, the video's a nice, a nice extra. Because we, we do use Prime quite a bit. You know, we're watching Picard. Which, oh my God, has got good. Really? Yeah, the last couple of episodes are really quality. So I like, watched... The, I don't know, I was going off it. Honestly, like, yeah. well, like I, I thought it started fairly and cool because it's just like yeah, oh, first nostalgia. episode was yeah, a nostalgia zone. And then and then I thought it started drifting off a bit. Um, and then there's a turnaround in like episode five, I think, and you're just oh, like, oh, I didn't okay. see that coming. Oh, interesting. Because I I watched one like, and we talked about it on the cast as well. And then I watched two and three, but mainly because. Red Letter Media had put out an episode on two and three, so I wanted to watch those, so I did. Oh, I and I was like, yeah. oh, dear. Oh dear. Yeah, you know what I mean? It good. definitely seems to dip <laughs> off, because it's like they, they seem to spend... They seem so eager to not be in space right. at the start of the series, right? You know, they take yeah. like three, three episodes before there is even the semblance of a ship. It's... But my problem is like... And it's especially more when... Ugh, when watching the red light media things is that it's just even if it's even if it's enjoyable like it's just so far from being star trek that it's like why even there's, bother <laughs> like why there, even bother there, using the same characters it's i like, know what you mean there is that that and that hangs over the whole thing a little bit and it's yeah. like this isn't this isn't really the star trek universe this is like no. they've twisted they've twisted it enough to the point where it's just like this doesn't feel like the same place no. like the same rules like the federation definitely doesn't feel i guess that's kind of the point of the, the series to be honest the federation yeah. is no longer the federation it once was well, that's kind of uh, i mean supposedly a bit dark and mean and it's just like the only reason that um patrick stewart did it was because he was you know because it's supposed to be like america <laughs> it used <laughs> to right. be good but now it's trump or whatever and yeah i don't know sure. I mean, yeah, and they, they've all suffered from trendy wine bar lighting, it seems. Like no one, no, <laughs> no, nowhere nowhere properly lights their ship anymore. It's gone from the... Because the uh, 2009 Star Trek is like ultra lights. Lens flares. Uh, lens flares all over the place. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a fair amount of lens flare but still, but... Yeah. I don't like know. That weird thing where like everything seems to be made of like dark metal. So it's sort of shiny, but still very dark and then bright lights are everywhere but they don't look very bright because everything's dark it's weird it's that sort of look like my favorite is look, this i suppose yeah maybe yeah the stupid names for everything like i mean they were making fun of this on the red letter media but what's her name the the, the first robot girl that you meet her name's dark Daj. Daj. and that she and then the, it's not the Tal Shiar, it's the Jaldaj or something, isn't it? That uh, the the Romulan ultra secret force, right? Sure, but they call the Jaldaj or something. But most of the time, they call them the Tal Shiar for the rest of the series. Oh, do they? Okay, because the Tal Shiar is a Star Trek thing, obviously. Yeah, uh, which is fine. Um, I, I don't but, mind the naming stuff so so much. That's fine. It's. Uh... Well, apart from, I don't know, there's a place called Free Cloud later on, and it's just like, that doesn't sound very... Free Cloud. Mm. Is that the Las Vegas, but not the Star Wars Las Vegas? Yes, it's exactly that. What's the Star Wars <laughs> one called? Canto Bite. Yes. See, that's not a bad name for a Star Wars location, even though it was bad. Well, it's no, like, Kashyyyk. <laughs> no, no, no place yeah. with free Ys. 
That's true. Cashew. Although, although actually, for the first time the other day, I was looking, watching a YouTube video. For the first time, I saw Kanto Bites spelled out, and I was like, "Wow, what?" And then I realized what it actually said. I was like, "Oh, oh <laughs> that's God that's that place." Now I now I've put together how it's pronounced and how it's written, and I'm like, "Oh, right." <laughs> it's not like a bit of derogatory graffiti from Pokemon, is it? <laughs> Kanto Bites. No. I loved how that one of my favorite stupid things in the last Jedi was how Canto Bite literally had the kitty races from Grim Fandango. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Did they um, launch a simulation that never ended? Oh yeah, the game. Wednesday is Kitty Hat Day. <laughs> Welcome to the Boom the Classic, beloved sand spoof. <laughs> Very nice. Maybe that's why I should name my next cat. <laughs> yeah. Sandspoof. <laughs> Probably not, though. <laughs> Sandspoof. <laughs> I bet there are some cats out there named Sandspoof. Oh, it, was, it, was it was Sandspoof, right? I'm not making that up. It sounds right. Sandspoof. <laughs> Is it like I'm spoofing sand? <coughs> it's like I'm not real sand, I'm spoofing sand. Mm. I'm a Sandspoof. These or is he just he's so spoofy? Apparently, they're putting out a whole bunch of, as in Disney, seem to be tweeting a bunch of weird retcons now that Star Wars is finished or whatever. Right, okay. like oh yeah, mean? by the way, the Emperor was a clone. Or oh something. yeah, I saw that one. It's like why? Yeah, but we shut up. Know that though, because yeah, because he sort of already died, I suppose, wasn't it? Well, yeah, he fucking he kind of like, said exploded kind of, in Return of the Jedi. He kind of explicitly said that you know he had multiple bodies or whatever at some point, right? I think and, he said that. Uh, yeah, I think it was, or, or maybe it was implied, not directly said. Or yeah, something like that. But it seemed like well, his maybe that was all those guys. Maybe they were all evil Palpatine clones, they just weren't in charge yet. They were all backups, but you never really saw them, did you? The like the weird gallery of random dudes. Yeah. Yeah. But his cloning tanks seem to make monstrous things like um Snoke, right? Well maybe Snoke was just like an early version that was bad. Yeah. Like this didn't go very well and he looks all fucked up. (laughs) But we've refined the technique since then. Right. But I mean you know, Kaminoans didn't seem to have any problem making an entire army of no. perfect clones. Yeah, but that's, clones are already that's a thing. like how all of Star Wars is. When it's like when you go back to fucking the boot, they have all their fancy ass ships, and it's like, where did that technology go? By <laughs> even the fourth film. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I guess they never tell told the story of the downfall of the boot that clearly happened. And well, yeah, it's tech, it's it's probably in the cartoon that like everything else. If I ever ask my brother anything about that, he's like, because he's seen all the Clone Wars cartoons or whatever, mm. even though. They're kind of janky. Kind and, of butt. Yeah, kind of butt to say the least. <laughs> but it's interesting because some of that stuff like ties into the actual good Star Wars at the moment, which is the Mandalorian. I've seen the stuff about how they made that. That's cool. Oh yeah. Have you seen the, that the, recent the video about the entire set that's made of Unreal Engine, basically? Yeah, it's cool. It's, once you realise that, you realise that like most of the scenes are shot that way. It's like mm. It's going to completely revolutionise TV, I think. Oh, yeah. You don't need huge studios. You don't need so much set budget. You don't need, uh, you know, all the lighting is because they're LED screens and stuff yeah. like that actually matches the set you're, you're projecting. It's amazing. It's, uh, 
It's a, it's, a, it's genius. It's like it's I've I've seen that stuff before, like in not to that quality level, but it's like it's already being used for like sports, um, yeah, studios and things like that. Like the virtual set that was used for ITV's World Cup coverage, yeah, it was basically that. It was a <laughs> um, a camera frustrum um, uh, oriented virtual set, but mm. they blue they green screened out some of it, or blue screened. Uh, some of it out still, so then the CG was just put on top of that that area rather than using screens. Right. But it's a yeah. It's a it's 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 weird because in some aspects it seems like yeah that's super obvious, right? It's just that the well, real time tech for the graphics weren't hasn't quite been there until now. Before, and I guess probably the screens weren't possible. No, maybe not. So it's all coming together, I guess, at the same time. But because I guess those screens have to be like hella resolution to make this work, or the cameras have to always be make them slightly out of focus. You never yeah. see them. Yeah. That well, that probably have to be pretty bright to actually illuminate the scene. True. Yeah. You need some yeah. color LEDs to make that work and look natural. But they can, I guess. Uh, yeah. I mean, it does contribute to the feel, like. The whole show does feel kind of like a video game, but I mean, I understand that a bit more now, but um, that doesn't really detract from it. Just, just wait until you see some some background element that's havoc physics, and you're like, oh, look at that crate jiggle. I recognize that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, they spawned that guy two feet off the floor. <laughs> There's the, um, uh, the, the Disney Plus have, done, have finally sort of Started their ad campaigns, you know, for the UK version at least. By claiming the Simpsons. What? Claiming the Simpsons? It's like, yeah. They've got the Simpsons. Well, yes, because it's Fox and that's Disney. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, they, they, they made some weird deal where, like, Channel 4 and the other, other channel in the UK still shows the Simpsons will still get to keep the older episodes, but not like the new the ones good or ones? whatever. Oh, but, yeah, okay. Like Sky, Sky have had that license forever. Oh yeah, it's Sky and Channel Four. That's right. Yeah, they they still. I think actually Sky gets slightly more than Channel Four for some reason. I mean, Sky. I mean, got, for, Sky for are some all reason. Way up to current. So it's. But yeah, they're not. I think Disney have now shuffled that onto their streaming platform as you would if you owned The Simpsons, I guess. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, because they need some content. To, although they 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 make it sound like they've got a hell of a lot of stuff on there. Like they presumably have a hell of a lot of Simpsons. Their, their, num- <laughs> their numbers for the amount of things they've put on there seem good, but it's like, is it, is, but is it like all old episodes of that Hannah Montana show? You know, Probably. it's just like the stuff no one's ever going to want to watch. I mean, they can't have that much stuff yet, but they're they're going to try and build up to. Well, I mean, you know, you know Disney Channel's been running for years. So they've yeah, probably got true. a whole load of like. They've probably got that series of Doug that Disney made. Mm. That weird one. <laughs> Yeah, they probably had a lot less of that. And he had a new shirt. <laughs> it was weird by being less weird, essentially. Yeah, Patty <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> mayonnaise. And killer tofu. Okay, well, that's, that's the random and random ish thing. Now it's time for video game news. Not that there's much of that either. What guam? What guam? Um, things? It's more like not things. Yeah. The main news. Nothing, no, not nothing huge main news. I mean, you know, there's the usual coronavirus stuff going around. You know, yep. People pulling out yeah, of everyone, events. Everyone's cattling. Yeah. 
Um, you know, E3 is currently apparently untouched. Well, apparently. it's like E3 in the Olympics. It's like they're hoping that it's all going to be over by the summer, basically. Oh, oh man, yeah, I hope the Olympics <laughs> isn't affected. Lovely. Could be, it could be fine. Yeah. I'm supposed to be going to Glastonbury. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we'll see. Yeah, no one will care down in Cornwall. It'll be fine. In Cornwall? Well, it's near Cornwall, isn't it? <laughs> it's west of London, so yeah, it's near Cornwall. <laughs> <laughs> Very technically. It's, not just west. it's like quite it's a fair amount of the distance that direction. There's more mid-south. Anywho. Mid-south, southwest. Mid-south, yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, what we got? The Nintendo PlayStation was found and sold on an auction. The Nintendo PlayStation. You know, like a dev that kit. thing they were making before the Nintendo and Sony deal fell apart, before Sony went and made PlayStation, and Nintendo went and made N64. I don't know how many of those are about, but presumably not many. Well, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, it got sold for two hundred and seventy-five thousand pounds. Doesn't even actually seem like that much. I mean, considering it's a like prototype development console that there might only be one, one, or, two one or two of. That might not even work. Yeah, who knows? I didn't they say that the last one of these that they had didn't work? But someone got someone fixed it to make it. Work. I imagine you could get something running on it, but. It's... It depends what you know. What actually ha- was with it? What materials came? Did, did the device come with? Did it come with any software or mm. anything you could actually use to power it, to power it properly? You need someone with some serious expertise to get their hands on it. But I'm not entirely sure that the guy that runs Pets.com is planning to do that, even though he might say he is. Yeah, well, he's, he's saying he's all building a video game museum of some kind, and as that correctly pointed out. In his house, probably. <laughs> this is my uh, game wing. That no one gets to see. Uh, yeah, so that's a thing. An interesting looking thing, because it looks a little bit like an, like a SNES with a CD drive. And then controller ports that look like SNES controller ports. But then PlayStation controller ports, I suppose, are kind of weird and long as well. Uh, there's that. Um, in the spirit of everyone reworking their games that didn't go down so well, Ubisoft have joined the party and are now apparently reworking Breakpoint. Even though I'm pretty sure they already said they were doing that at some point in the last few months. I, they said that it hadn't... To my knowledge, the last thing I knew was oh, that was... they'd said that it hadn't performed well at all. No, it was, and they were like it was an investicle, that. wasn't it? Where they said... Breakpoint basically fucked up their entire start of this year. They had yes. to delay everything. They delayed. They, I guess they didn't specifically say because we're going to work on Breakpoint. Pretty much every game that was going to come out this year has been pushed um, to some degree. Like because Watchdog Legions was supposed to be out pretty much now. Yep. I think, and it, and we don't know when that's now coming out. Um, and the same was it Gods and Monsters? Was yeah. that the other thing? The Breath of the Wild. Although that didn't even look like it was going to come out. Maybe even we this year. I hadn't seen any. Because they hadn't shown anything. Yeah. And I think there's, there's one other title that they definitely pushed as well, and I can't remember what that was. Um, uh, but they say that there's two more that may have been delayed as well. And um, I think Jason Schreier, of Kotaku fame, who seems to have the scoop on everything these days, 
um, came out and said, yeah, those other two games, they're the next Assassin's Creed and Far Cry. They've, whatever schedule they were on, that's probably been bumped as well. It's kind of disappointing that they're still making more Assassin's Creed and Far Cry. <laughs> I mean, at least, Assassin's, at least Assassin's Creed reinvented itself a little bit two games ago. But then they stopped reinventing themselves again. Well, they've only made two in this in this style. Um, only, okay, I suppose. And also, you <laughs> can argue that this this style is actually as good as what they were going to originally be doing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And you know, Far Cry. Far Cry needs some help. It needs to be a different game there. Yeah, except like, like except it still sells. Like Far Cry Five still did numbers. Well, I think the only thing that would make me marginally more interested in Far Cry again at this point, not that I've even played any of them, <laughs> the only thing that would make me more interested is it's, this, it's the Call of Duty situation again. They need to go to space. <laughs> <laughs> what? And then no one will like that, and then they'll do another normal one, and everyone will like it again. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Far Cry in space. The forest cry. <laughs> Furthest cry, not fast. Trouble is that they'd be cannibalizing beyond good and evil. <laughs> you put fire in I space. Mean, can't have we don't even space. know what how much team is even on beyond good and evil at this point. It's just I still have my doubts about whether that game will ever cut, ever be a thing. Like it's like it's like how many people are working on it? Like, I'm pretty sure Michelle Ansel uh, is on his own. I feel like, like at this point they've definitely put too much money into it for it to not be a thing. But Ubisoft. Well, uh, I suppose it's been on the stage too much yeah. as well. I think it, it can. It's fine. We still don't know what's happening with Sk oh, Skull and Bones. Mate, that that might have been the other no, one. No, that, that got cancelled though, didn't it? It got indefinitely delayed. <laughs> well, that might as well be. So canceled. apparently, it's still about. Apparently, that's the same thing as Dying Light Two in theory, because like, that was indefinitely delayed. But that's clearly so far along that that can't possibly be cancelled. Yeah, possibly. Uh, yeah, so maybe we'll see if this is all nonsense or if it will actually do an anthem. Not that anthem's done its anthem yet. No. <laughs> and how likely is that to work? There's well, that whole debate about whether they should charge for a new anthem if it, if they do make a new anthem. It's like, or should it, or should it actually just come out as like anthem two, but be not as expensive at launch or something? Or uh, again, it's the same situation as Destiny, essentially. But like, then people will say the same thing about it, which is what about what happened with Final Fantasy fourteen? One developer did it, and now everyone is going to be compared to that situation. <laughs> uh, well, and don't forget, Ubisoft kind of made it work with Rainbow Six Siege as well. That's the other big one, right? Because Siege is. That wasn't a bad game to start with. It wasn't though. a terrible game, but it wasn't. It didn't take off. And it's only because they've been plugging away at it that it's become like as big as it is. Yeah, that's not the same situation. No, well, it's not like making a bad game good, making it, an okay game better by adding content, which is basically what a lot of games do nowadays. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't think a lot of games like grow in popularity like that. There aren't, there aren't many that can pull that off. That's kind of a... It's a feat. You either start big or and get bigger. I suppose you can still do that. Whereas if you start medium, then you're like mm, you don't really grow from that because you don't get so much word of mouth. But I don't know. Somehow they made it work. Uh, let's talk about 
Halo Combat Evolved Master Chief Collection version for PC. It suddenly turned up. It suddenly turned up. Um, and it's apparently bad. Ah. Oh. It's like, I don't know, I, I haven't tried it yet, because um, I get a copy on Game Pass. But, cool. um, and, you know, I played the Master Chief Collection version on Xbox before and didn't really find too much of a problem with it. I thought that was fine. But <laughs> that was the easy one. Maybe. Yeah. But these PC versions, like, so far have been hugely problematic. Like, I Reach seemed fine to play when you put the 60 FPS cap on, but I couldn't forgive it its audio problems. Um, such as basic stuttering, um, huge sync issues where sound, sound effects would play late, um, and sometimes that you know queuing of lateness would just get worse and worse and worse the longer you played. Um, it was a bad time. Um, and also, oh, just the guns just sound really weedy for the no reason. The guns sound bad, but yeah. they always did in Reach. No, no, they don't. They don't sound as bad as they do now. There's a comparison on the digital. Foundry. Yeah, Digital Foundry is just like a really good night and day, basically. It. Yeah. It's. And I think, to be honest, because Zach, and, well, maybe we'll come to this a little bit later, mm. but Zach and I started playing a bit of ODST on the Xbox copy of um, Master Chief Collection. And I didn't think those guns sounded particularly weighty there. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure they sounded bad in ODST as well. Yeah, so that, but that I can't remember so well. Um, no. So that, that could very well be just how it is. It's only the pistol. Um, it's like, because you can never beat Halo 1's pistol. And every time yeah, they sure. do it much worse, you're like, this is so fucking terrible. But it's, but only, then, it's only because you're remembering the one pistol that was good. Then I thought the assault rifle was quite quiet as well. And they hadn't yet changed the sound for that, I don't think, at ODST time. I don't think the assault rifle was ever loud, really. The original <laughs> version of it, before it went all Halo 4 or whatever. Yeah, Halo 4 changed it completely, but... The Halo 2 SMG had a weird sound, which was kind of cool, oh, but that, kind of sounded yeah, kind of all... yeah, yeah, kind of flaky. Kind of they toned it down slightly. Yeah, that's what I mean. I want. I wonder if that was just the game, but I'm just misremembering it. That, that all the weapons just were just toned down for more, more for more atmosphere. Yeah, I feel like that was what um, it was like. Um, but yeah, apparently those same issues are cropping up in Halo Combat involved as well, like weak sound, terrible stuttering. Uh, there's plenty of crash bugs, apparently. There's a campaign deleting bug, a campaign save deleting bug, uh, which are, which is unfortunate because of the cross save nature of it will affect your Xbox version. Um, <laughs> but apparently, the Xbox barely knows what campaign saves you have. Yeah. Why every time we turn that on on Xbox, it's just like you've got a save in the fourth mission that you've never played. And we like, yeah, we looked it up ODST, and it said we'd done some things, and it's like, no, we've never played ODST on Master Chief Collection. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Uh, yeah, I don't know. What is, I just don't understand what's going on at three four three. It's like they seem. Don't get me wrong. I I think Halo Five was a was a mighty fine game, but it's something they built. Well, I thought the multiplayer in particular was mighty fine, but it's like they they. And I guess that's a different scenario because three four three got to build that from the ground up. But there are these other things, and like where they're having to work with Bungie's old tech, they just seem to suck at, and it's. It's particularly weird because it's just like you wouldn't have thought it would be that much trouble to put the Master Chief collection onto the PC, really. I mean, it's like it's 
work, but it's not like the work that they did the first time round. So they had to rebuild it all through the console. I imagine it's quite a challenge. And we have, have to assume that, that... Like, especially with... Well, CE Anniversary is a special case because it's the anniversary version, right? So it's having to do those two graphics sure. simultaneously. So it means it's... On the, on the Xbox, at least, it was running the old engine under the hood. And and then... Because, you know, I guess it could because Xbox. Um, well, you'd like, not a PC could do that, though. Uh, I wonder if they could. They should have taken the, the Vista version. No, they definitely shouldn't have. <laughs> I think it's safe to say that would have been an even more of a nightmare to update. <laughs> that would at least sounded right. Maybe. I don't know. They might have, who knows what timing sync issues there might have been in Vista. <laughs> I didn't play that version I think, back then. I think I did somehow, even though I never had Vista. No. <laughs> it's like I played that game at some point on PC. Yeah, I don't know how I played it, but I definitely did. Anyway, they need to they need to sort themselves out. Um, oh yeah, that was the other one. Um, depending, <laughs> this one was nuts. Depending on the resolution you are playing at, oh no, no, not resolution, frame rate. Sorry, the accurate, you know, the uh, accuracy decrease you get when you sustain fire with some guns. You know, the, the reticle gets bigger thing. If your frame rate is higher, the reticle gets bigger quicker, and that so your accuracy is like hella bad. Um, so, and that affects both the campaign and the multiplayer, meaning that if you're running like high, you know, anything above thirty frames per second on multiplayer, you're currently at a disadvantage. That means that we're going to get super hardcore speedruns that are like five frames a second, so they can be super accurate all the time. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> I think the game has cap internal caps you can turn on at 30 and things like that. So it's, uh, yeah, that's just bizarre. Like, just things like that. It's like, why did you put this thing out? You didn't, you didn't even tell us it was, it's not like they had a release date. No, right? it just suddenly turned up. They just put it out and they put it out bad. And apparently this thing had a test flight as well. That's what they called it, the test flight. Um, and they still chose to put it out like this? It's uh, It's just... Well, I mean, they did reach as well. That did have a launch date, but it seems like it's mostly the same problems. So yeah. Maybe it's just like an overarching problem with the whole system. Yeah, it's just... It is very confusing. Sort it at. What else we got? Uh, not a lot, really. Last of Us might be getting an HBO show. There's some... Oh, sorry. Do you want to talk about that? <laughs> I mean, that's Not quite, really. it, it kind of is what it is. That's all we really yes. know. Okay. I mean... I, I kind of think it could work, but... I mean, Naughty Dog's had some of the best writing in, in gaming, but that doesn't sure. necessarily translate to TV. No, so it's the guy that did Chernobyl with that TV Oh, right. Series. I mean, that's good, right? Well, yeah, people seem to love it. I haven't watched it myself, but I, yeah. but I know people who really, really got into it. Um, and... Uh, and they're working directly with the with the Last of Us director Neil Druckmann, um, supposedly, on this thing. So you know, it's the two head two two people with with some chops, um, heading this thing up. Uh, but it's just, I mean, don't get me wrong. The right, yeah, the writing in Last of Us was good. Obviously, that the the narrative is one of its key hooks. That opening, especially, is still one of the greatest things. Emotionally, that I think a video game has ever done, and it's uh, 
Yeah. And I think it could translate uh, relatively well. But as, as Zach pointed out, it's like, do we need another zombie show that's probably going to be quite a lot like The Walking Dead? <laughs> and... uh, well, I mean, The Walking Dead has gone way past. I mean, it's going to be yeah. gone on forever, hasn't it? Is it done now? Way... No, it's still... I think there are bits that are still going. I don't know. There's like a billion spin offs as well now. And... Yeah, I I guess they're yeah they're definitely comparable. So I don't know. Or maybe they're just timing it right. It's like oh, people are feeling the Walking Dead burnout. We'll come in and steal it all. I don't think you can steal burnout from a zombie thing by another zombie thing. <laughs> like isn't the zombie part the part that you're burning out on? Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Well, let's see if this thing even gets made. Yeah. You know, cause it's like, I mean, it's not a film, so it's slightly more likely to yeah, actually come out. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Not like the Uncharted movie that is still floating around every now and then. <laughs> uh, and the only other thing I've got on my list... Well, there's two things, actually. One that's on the list, one that isn't. Yeah. Well, we could... Briefly mentioned that the creator of the Konami code, uh, I, I apologize, I'm having to try and read my notes, which are tiny from this distance. Uh, oh no, you just say it, Zach. I can't really read that first word. I can barely read it for me. <laughs> Is his first name? Was it Kaz- Kazuhisa Hashimoto? Ka- Kazuhisa, that was it. Uh, Hashimoto. <laughs> uh, yeah, created the Konami code while he was working on Gradius. You know, probably the most, other than. Other than, other than, did you miss the important part of that sentence? What? <laughs> don't, think, don't think you actually said that he died at any point. I think I that. started with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I led with that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's kind of a big deal. It's like, Is yeah. it possibly the most famous code other than up, down, left, right, ABC, start for the level select in Sonic One? But <laughs> this is my favorite code. That's just pretty much the Konami code of that system, though. Yeah. <laughs> Good for him, he came up with the code. Yep. Still the code today. Dead. Um, and, I watched a couple other, of yep. trailers oh, okay, before okay. coming into this. The, oh, yeah. Well, trailers, I, there's some gameplay of Half-Life Alex, which has been released. I don't okay. know if you've got I've a chance to see any of that. Uh, yeah, so it shows the different, you know, motion modes. It has the sort of standard VR complement of the teleport mode and then a kind of shift mode where you actually, so it doesn't happen instantly where you actually transition or whatever. And I think there's a free mode as well where you can actually walk around. So all the different modes for motion sickness, basically. But even the teleporty mode, like it looks quite good. Um, It's just very different, obviously, to traditional half-life where you're running around like crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. in fact in first one you're just pegging it like it, it, it skating around like it's quake because it was quake <laughs> yeah it was quite quick uh but that's rained all the way in but uh it's interesting to see half-life gameplay is um, it the sort of teleporting we have to like point and then yeah effectively fire to teleport so it's... yeah so um so one of the gameplay shows you know the little um 
uh, indicator of where you know that you aim with little feet on it or whatever and that doesn't look too incongruent but it's a little bit odd for a half-life game um you know because you think about it as being based on moving around quite quickly especially the combat so yeah. and the, but the last video shows an actual shootout with a combine and in that one they're in the kind of shift mode but i think you still point mm. and then and then it just moves really quickly mm. i guess to avoid the motion sickness but like obviously you're not running around like crazy but you the in at least the guy you know doing that particular gameplay did move around the area quite quite a bit and of course once you're in a spot you can massively lean around and like move like car doors in the way and all that all that kind of stuff so it's not like you're completely rooted to the spot because you are in vr and i guess somewhat if you choose somewhat room scale as well yeah, I was, that was going to be my next question. Is like, yeah, how does it deal with that? And like, so I, it, I think, or, or, like, sort of part of our problem with room scale games, presumably, is like if there's actual obstacles in the way. And yeah. So if you try and walk through them, through them, yeah, good. I'm not sure what this guy was or girl was doing, or whether because you supposedly you can play the whole game sitting in a chair if you want. Mm. So I'm not sure how the obstacles work because obviously they show it off working as smoothly as possible <laughs> but yeah, yeah. that shows some like crazy awesome stuff happening obviously but i'm not sure if you were doing it for the first time you'd figure out that you could do half the stuff that the guy was doing you I know if this is some of the stuff they were going to show at the game awards before they pulled yeah i think it is it is that stuff yeah just I think. polished up a bit more yeah so they've just put that out like there's you know he's like catching uh grenades thrown at him with the gravity oh it's her isn't it because it's alex yeah, yeah. she's well, catching I mean, uh, grenades probably something people would do quite a lot because that was an old school Half-Life 2 action. Yeah, yeah. classic stuff gun. like that. Uh, back. Yeah, all that sort of gravity gun stuff is now done with the hands, obviously. Mm. The gravity gloves. Yeah, <laughs> Which makes no sense continuity-wise. No, it doesn't yeah. make sense continuity-wise. In fact, I don't think much of this is probably going to make that much sense continuity-wise. I mean, but maybe it will. I mean, it will have to because people like get annoyed. There's of head crab and stuff. I mean, come on, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, some super detailed head, floppy head, head crab corpses that these kind of you know wafting off surfaces in a hilarious manner um, is there a cliff crab though i mean <laughs> zombies look pretty dangerous like in comparison to in half-life 2 you know because you're kind of not as nimble also, I don't think I've seen much in terms of like weapon variety out of Alex. Yet. Yeah, it's mostly pistol stuff because you have to like. But the pistol seems to be that's one stuff thing that's shown is the um, weapon upgrade thing. So there's mm. a bit where she puts the pistol into a machine and shows all of the options for upgrading it, and you can definitely like attach things to it, um, different weapons, shotgun as well. Uh, so you can definitely like attach a, you know, grenade thing propelled grenade on the end of it and stuff like that a pistol uh that was a shotgun i think which makes oh, more okay. sense right. yeah <laughs> but it's definitely a one it seems like a one-handed thing so you can keep the other hand free to do stuff like all the gravity shit basically yeah i guess and reloading i guess really yeah and reloading yeah by like actually reloading well a bit of me wonder if that should be the drawback of you the bigger weapons that you don't get your gravity to have or you maybe can't or you you have to reload your shotgun by doing by pumping or something or mm. yeah but again that's the same situation as like the obstacles where like you can't enforce 
a, a person to keep their two hands in that position mm. unless it actually physically requires the two controllers to be in that exact alignment sure but unless, <laughs> unless you've come up with like a decent enough gesture system that it's like where if one hand's out and the other one's pointing at it but, but it's still oh, there you go you're probably holding the gun wall we can fudge this a bit mm. So yeah, it looks interesting. I mean, I'm probably no, never going to play that game at this point unless uh, VR. Well, it's being that... designed for the index, like as well, yeah. primarily. I know there's like, you know, all the headsets in theory can be used, but it's the, you know, it's, it's what's making the index sell so crazy. I mean, well, I can't even really crazy go as back to uh, <laughs> to traditional uh, PC FPSs because because <coughs> I'm my RSI in my right hand fucks my mouse movement. Sure. But then most fun. like PC shooters can be played with controller now. Yeah, I would totally play with controller. It's just a bit weird playing Half Life with the controller. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's been it, it's been done, right? Oh yeah, of course. The, yeah, PS3 totally. version of yeah. Half Life Two. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it was PS3. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Orange box. Uh, yeah, but presumably there's an Xbox 360 version then as well. Probably. Yeah, so that's that. There's also a trailer for a new trailer for Ghost of Tsushima. I still don't know I, much about the gameplay, but it looks I mean, freaking awesome. I don't know awesome. if, like, if it was the if it was the trailer I saw on PSN earlier today. It was like 40 seconds long, and they were and yeah, basically you don't learn a lot from it. It's just like some more cool ass looking stuff. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I think the one I watched was a bit longer than that, but okay, yeah. maybe there's a yeah, it had some story stuff, but it was like super early setting up stuff a lot of people okay. being like him being like i'm a samurai and they're like no you're more than a samurai you're the ghost oh okay there, there wasn't any of that in this trailer oh, okay on PSN, so it's... yeah and then him being like where did they put the... that one up then like because i want yeah i, 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 I don't know it strange that they had a big page and it just had a view trailer button and you push it and you get that little 40 seconds like, no, like, yeah i don't that, know i just found it on yeah that's a bit weird reddit but um yeah, and he's like, "You, the samurais are all about honor." And he's like, "Honor died the day that the fucking Mongols came on that, came and attacked us on the beach. The Khan must suffer." Yeah, so. Oh, so they, uh, so they swear s- then. No, it's just me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say something a little bit like out of place about like an honorable race suddenly dropping an f-bomb i don't know no, it that's just, me. just doesn't quite feel right <laughs> it's clearly me <laughs> uh but uh it looks like a fairly basic story setup but that's fine it looks awesome yeah i'm super hyped. super hype cool and, and uh, I think... you know speaking of that everyone seems to be raving about that ff7 demo yeah, should we talk about that? Should we transition into a bit of what you've been playing? Because have you given it a tr- five-minute try? I have. Well, we've played like ten minutes of it, like the okay. very start, and it's. Um, so I've seen, seen my flatmate thing, play but... probably twenty-five minutes of it. I mean, it's like okay, so the, it's like, the start of it, feel, it feels exactly <laughs> as it did when I played the EGX demo, which was the EGX yeah, demo was basically the Scorpion fight, yeah, just towards the end of this demo. Um, yeah, and we didn't we didn't get that far. We got as far as being able to control Barrett pretty much. But before we, I mean, all that happens before that podcast. is other than the story wise, you entering the Mako reactor is yeah, you know, is tutorial basically. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and, you know, it's it's hard to um like fault its presentation. Like it's pretty damn good looking, and uh, you know the lighting's quite nice, and it's uh. There's a lot of sparks and stuff. There's a lot of sparks. Maybe too much. Maybe sparks. too many sparks. 
I think the camera control is a little problematic, especially when you're having to do that bit with Barrett where you're looking up to shoot at some guns. I found that pretty awkward because it's hard to get the lock on to look at ones you could actually shoot. It seemed to be always targeting something else. When, when, you, when you meant the lock for the target, though, and then tab through. Yeah, I think that's what it was trying to teach me to do, but <laughs> just like it's a, just right. a little finicky. Um, which is something I'll probably learn, but. Uh, but it yeah, it looks, looks great. It oh yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome. I, uh, admittedly, I haven't you know, you know I haven't seen too much of it, but like what they've added, you know, in terms of dialogue and stuff like that, and the slight, you know, giving characters perhaps a little bit of personality that you couldn't necessarily discern from text only, or you know, or the added dialogue that's now there to flesh it out a bit more seems fine. It's kind of funny and odd in a couple of places, but Barrett seems slightly more crazy, I think, than perhaps he should be. But I think it all works. I think it all comes together. Yeah, I think that's the the worst part for me is that um, Barrett was always kind of a a weird black exploitation type stereotype in mm. 1997, but they haven't fixed they've that. Stuck with it. Yeah. <laughs> they've doubled down. If if anything, they've leaned into it like yeah, yeah. far more. Which is just like... embarrassing. It, but, I think. The, but, the, but that's the thing. They've, I think they they've definitely gone with the over the top. Like, like, and uh, the way the characters act feels very in not super in anime, but more anime. If you know what I mean, like, like yeah. people emote exaggerated. <laughs> like where, the wedge, where, the, the couple of times we've seen wedge so far, he's just a, he's a, he's a yeah, he's he's he's, he's a very emotional guy. It seems. <laughs> I'm, I'm sad that I'm immediately sad that Cloud says it's going to be a one-time gig, and he's like, oh. He turned up for one shot, didn't he, in the Rise of Skywalker? <laughs> he did, yeah. <laughs> for no reason. I wonder how much they paid him. The way Barrett said Wedge was kind of fun as well, because he's like, Wedge. <laughs> Wedge. I want to see how they deal with, like, Red 13. Yeah, I mean, he will be in it, because it's towards the end of this. I I've already seen that in their preview. Yeah, yeah, yeah which I, which but, I don't you know, Rob doesn't. Rob I, refuses. I mean, I'm refusing to see as much as possible. Yes. This demo is only appealing because it's like because it is literally the start of the game. Yeah, that's like, probably a good idea for yeah. their demo to not just stick it in the middle somewhere. Mm. <laughs> yeah, there's not like a supercut of bits from the game or anything like that. It's just like no, it's just the game. Here you go. Uh, yeah, it seems it seems cool. Uh, I'm pretty hyped, but it's... Uh, I'm just annoyed we're not going to be able to make videos of it, damn it! Uh, we'll try and figure out how to capture off my... I mean, we, you know, we can capture off a PS4, but, sure. we'd have to but we out. don't have that set up in our current situation. No, it would be a slight <laughs> pain in the ass, but we could do it. Um, <laughs> what, you want to do another full playthrough? Hell yes! <laughs> yes. <laughs> Got to be required, isn't it? If your cha- if your YouTube channel has a full flavour of Final Fantasy VII, <clears throat> literally real time with like no cuts, <laughs> surely you have to do that again for the remake. I mean, I guess I kind of <laughs> want to play it through properly, like like and, and then just just pure enjoyment rather than doing it for the video first, though. If you know what I mean? But it's one of those. But, 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 but that's what people want. They want the real reactions on the video. Mm, I guess. <laughs> Oh, I don't know now. I'm probably not playing there. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it seems good. Get hype. Yeah. 
get get broadly hype. <laughs> hey, you want to know what else to get hype for? Town. Not hype. You know, we're not getting hype <laughs> for town. In three days' time, Ori and the Will of the Wisps actually comes out. Yeah, it's surprising me. I'm so hyped. Game Pass hype. <laughs> Rob's hype because he doesn't have to spend money. Oh, yeah. Or like more money. More money. <laughs> ah, I've been looking forward to that for ages, but it's like way later than it was originally planned to come out. And it looks fabulous. It is the season for 2D platformers for me. So it's <laughs> play a lot. I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What are we doing next? Who's who's talking about what? We, like that was the transition. The transition. Games. So you guys have slightly played that, but what have you played more in depth? Rob. Me. Rube. Rube. Well, I don't know if you listened back to the last episode, listeners and Dan. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I was waxing about um, Indivisible, uh, which is something I'd started playing and I was really quite into because it's good. It's that game that the Skullgirls developers made, that Lab Zero. And it's a. Uh, yeah, it's an RPG light experience, as I said last time. But I was. Uh, yeah, I was about halfway through the game at that point, maybe a little more than that. And uh, uh, I was a bit more, I, was, I, I think, I, yeah, I didn't really say much bad about it, did I, last time? Which is um, where this week's comes in. <laughs> <laughs> because, hey, I still think that game's real good. I, it's one of my, had I played it last year when it came out, I think I'd have been a bit more, I think I'd have still talked about it quite a lot for Game of the Year type stuff, because... I think that narrative all the way through is really good. I think the voice acting is top tier. I mean, I figured out like after the fact that it's got like a voice act. It's got voice actors that have been in um, Overwatch. It's got like Matt Mercer who's done loads of stuff. It's got the guy that plays Torbjorn. <laughs> it's got it's got some newcomers as well who haven't done a whole lot of stuff because of the setting. But uh, it's it's a hell of a cast and it's and it shows because all of the voice interactions are fantastic. All the characterizations are fantastic. Um, Razmi, the apathetic witch, might be my favorite character for a long time. She's just she's the comic relief, basically, for most of the conversations. She's great. Um, so I, I, and I think that the, the storyline in general has a decent emotional payoff towards the end. So you actually do, you actually do care about everyone and their relationship with Ajna, the main character, and it's uh, I think that works really well. There's a whole goodbye scene. It's like without getting too spoilery, but like there's a there's a whole bit where it's like that where it's like you have to have to have conversations with people and it's uh, uh, about what what may or may not be and it's uh, it really works. Um, I think it earns it, and that's that's kind of rare for a game to actually pull off I think to have that sort mm. of moment and you could go alright yeah you got there mm-hmm. so it's not like Death Stranding's <laughs> like yeah. middle of the game storylines where you're sat there going oh god no I really don't Wait, care what? why are you spending <laughs> so much time on this it's like I've just met you uh. Uh, uh, yeah it's not that it's it's super well done in that I think where the game starts to falter is that a lot of the second half is retreading um you're going back to the areas again to uh, <laughs> right wrongs 
um, which is also, you know, it's, a, it's an interesting story element. It's like you don't do everything exactly right for a while, and then you have to revisit the areas because it's kind of your fault and stuff like that. Slightly spoilery, but, but sorry about that. But that's it's interesting to see that whole reason, and it gives good reasons for you to go back to places. Um, uh, and also there's a bit of the, you know, Metroidvania-y style, oh, now I can go to places that I couldn't before because I've got all these new abilities and uh, that trivialize traversal in some areas but are actually essential to get to other places. Uh, so that's all cool, and that's all quite nice. Um, but so, the problem is, is that those retreads can sometimes feel a bit excessive because of the way there's no real... There's a little bit of fast travel in the game, a little bit, but you still have to manually graft your way to get to the bits of the level uh, where you might need to do a thing. And those distances can be quite large at times. So you're, it, gives, it gives you an excuse to engage with the combat a bit more and go and fight some things and do some more leveling up, perhaps swap your team out while you're doing that and experiment with character combinations that you hadn't done before, which is quite nice. Um, but it has the side effect of like, oh, hey, I can grind my way to make this game trivial. Because I'm like traversing these areas quite a lot and trying to find things I'm doing and I'm being a bit completion or I was trying to be a bit completionist and right. find stuff that I knew, you know, go back and revisit areas, things that I knew I couldn't do before and go go do those things. I ended up over leveling quite badly. So the combat actually just got easier and easier and easier as the game went on. So it meant that the fights weren't quite so grindy <laughs> as they were before, but there was just very little challenge for the rest of the game, which was a bit of a shame because that 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 fighting game inspired combat system has the room to do some really interesting stuff, but I trivialized it too much by by the back half of the game. Um, doesn't mean it. Would, I don't find it less cool. It's just that it's. I think that there's plenty of room for what they they could take that system and do more with it. Um, uh, you know, which is cool if they decide to revisit it and do a sequel. Um, of which there's a lift, maybe a little bit of room to do a sequel. You know, the, the story has one of those, like, just like, just a little picture at the end <laughs> where you think, oh, they probably could, they might be able to go back to this somehow, but maybe not. It's, um, if it's a one and done, that's fine too. But the, the, the cast is so good and so extensive that it's just like, oh, it'd be a shame not to revisit some of this. Um, uh, I really, Really, really enjoyed it. I'd like it's it's probably going to stick with me for a while. It's a it's a damn fine game. Um, turns out I missed quite a bit of stuff, but fortunately you don't need that stuff. It's like it's like a, you can miss a lot of optional stuff, and you can as long as you get one of the optional side characters and do their side mission, you could get a thousand gamer points. Like you don't <laughs> need to be completionist to get the whole achievement bucket, hmm. which is interesting. Um, uh, it, but it turns out I missed at least two characters, uh, two of the optional characters, and I basically missed how the entire side mission system works completely. Um, in that I only did manage to do one of them and get that achievement, like sort of by accident, because um, uh, the game doesn't really telegraph when that stuff becomes available to you. It becomes available to you really quite late in the game, and you have to. You have to go out of your way in order to acquire those side missions. It's like it's not obvious what you have to do. So basically, for all but one character, I didn't even discover what the side missions were. Um, they're not really essential. They're just a little bit of extra bit of plot, maybe, for that character. 
And weirdly, that's like one of the areas where the game decides not to voice act the things, which is a bit of a shame. I think they could have voice acted these side missions and not feel not make them feel out of place compared to the rest of the game. Um, and you, you basically get a little bit of a stat boost on characters for which you've done the loyalty mission for, um, which I didn't really need at that point because <laughs> I'd overleveled too much. Um, but it was, um, uh, yeah, some of those plot lines are actually, you know, the, the, the ones that I've gone back to do after finishing the game. It's like, oh, these are actually kind of cool. You go and visit areas that you were just blank rooms when you were exploring before, and then you realized, oh, these big empty rooms are where side mission stuff happens. Um, I just didn't have the side missions turned on because I hadn't gone and done the thing that turns them on. Uh, right. And it's, um, but, you know, some of those, some of those fights are, some uh, some got have got unique conditions or their variants of of creatures you've fought before, so they're not all just hey go here do a thing. They're like hey go here do a slightly different thing, slightly different thing. So there's you know there's a little bit of work's been put into them. Um, but those out of those two characters I missed, like one of them actually changes the main character's attack strings, which is fascinating to me. Like it's an optional character that gives you a weapon, right? that actually changes how the main character attacks uh, like set some of the strings you do during the combat system chain and i just didn't have that <laughs> for my for, the, for my playthrough and it's like so i went back and got him and it's like oh this changes things that's really interesting that's weird weird and there's one character i definitely missed who sounds badass who i might actually go back and just see to see what his his deal is oh yeah but i just didn't see him at all and it's I don't know how I actually don't know how to trigger the thing to make him appear, but I know I've missed him and he sounds cool. So <laughs> got to try and go back and find him. Anyway, I'm rambling a bit. Indivisible. I I think it's quality, but it has problems. It's not a perfect game by any means. What platforms um, is it on? Uh all of them, I think. Them? Okay, cool. Uh it's currently available on Xbox and PC Game Pass. <laughs> Um, but I think there's, I'm pretty sure there's a PS4 version, and I think there's a Switch version as well. So, uh, fill your boots. Uh, oh, and I wish the um, narrative in the Iron Kingdom specifically was better. It does a weird thing. It does kind of too much of tell, don't show. Like, the, where the presentation budget of the game clearly, like, fell down a bit, I suppose, and that it just wasn't... You do a thing the first time you visit there and it's supposed to impact the city in a big way, but it's oh, not right. really visually made apparent to you. What the, It tells you that this thing is happening, but you don't really see that thing happening. And it never really explains why that thing is happening. Or so you kind of just have to take it as, oh, okay, that's just what happens with the technology in this place, I guess. It's... It's weird, and it's not as well done as it could have been by by a long way. And so it's a bit of a is a bit of a standout black mark on the uh, on the on the rest of the storytelling in that thing. It's just like uh, yeah, they clearly just didn't I guess just didn't have the budget to try to put the put the work in to maybe like animate how that or you know, redesign the the area so it's the thing that happens makes the actual difference that they're telling you has happened you know it's it's a little odd and uh, uh but it's kind of a minor blip you know, it was a it was a great time 
Indivisible. Good game. Good game. Good game, good game. Check it out. Uh, so in my uh, 2D platformer phase, I've moved on, as I said, I would do two podcasts ago. I started playing Grease. Or Gris. But I think it's pronounced, everyone seems to pronounce it Grease, even though it's G-R-I-S. Um, Grease Lightning, go Grease Lightning. Uh, which is also on Game Pass. But I think is available on most platforms, and it's a it's an arty abstract two D platformer where I don't really know what the hell's going on story wise. You're sort of a girl wearing a black cape a little bit. Imagine the character from Journey, you know, the sort of cape guy, but with the face of a the full on face of a girl put on top and just like sticks for arms and legs. Mm. And like that's that's who you are. Um, it, it seems like at the start of the game you're singing but then for some reason your voice stops and then the world breaks <laughs> and so it turns into a platformer to go and find the colours of the world and it rebuilds the world as you find the colours for it hmm. maybe I think that's the plot story of Wizball <laughs> <laughs> but with less balls <laughs> apparently <laughs> At least two less. <laughs> and less wizards. Well, maybe. You don't know might yet. Be a, yeah, might, we might be a wizard. Yeah, robes. Well, there's sort of a wizardry aspect to it, I suppose, because you start getting abilities for your cape. Like, you can make it square, and it make, which makes you heavy. How, is it, how is it already square? Well, it's like a triangle, kind of, like, okay. like flowing capey thing from your neck. Um, yeah, or the ability to swim like in an arrow shape underwater and uh, bird flying. I mean, a little bit of flying. You find some paper craft, what look like paper craft birds, and then if you press jump on them, then you go flying for a bit. It's a, I don't know. It's it, it's a cool looking thing. I think the the music and, and uh, the um, atmosphere of it in particular are very very well done. Um, the um, you you might argue that the actual like platforming and what you're doing isn't particularly complex. It's quite simplistic puzzle platformer stuff, right? Um, but it's it, it, but it's 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 selling itself on atmosphere. Um, and I, I prefer it when it's being more abstract, which is what it was towards the start of the game. But as you move through it, you start getting more things become a bit more grounded, I suppose. Um, so the like. You start getting a level which is more like a forest as opposed to just being like shapes and rocks. And it's uh, all the where the, cre- the creatures are still a bit weird, but they're more creaturey. I don't know. I've got, there's, there's a scene right near that. I preferred it where it was being a bit more um, <laughs> yellow submarine, I suppose, with some of its influences. In that, you know, there's, there's some birds flying in the background, but they're, weird, they're just weird, wafty, sheet looking things. And it, like giant one goes past at one point in the background, and you're just like, "Oh, that's kind of cool. I like the I like this vibe." And but you know, as you as you go through, things are a bit more. Oh, that's an eel, or, or oh, those look like fish. They're simplistic, but they're fish, mm. you know, rather than just being odd forms. Um, I'd preferred it if it had stuck to the odd forms a bit more. Um, but it's a well-crafted puzzle platformer. Um, I think I'm most of the way through it at this point um but i will definitely finish it because it's kind of cool uh it's a sort of chill out experience except for the few moments where it's not 
because you know boss that's a that's sort of boss fights sort of boss fights there's tension so chill out but with the occasional bit of tension yeah that's grease it's cool good warm-up for ori <laughs> yeah get ready for ori cool uh uh one other thing it's kind of a uh preview i finished off uh, a little game called expand which zach and i have recorded a video of oh um, cool uh and you which will be the next video to go up on the site which we assumed was about 50 percent of that game in uh, that video. and that was pretty much correct yeah <laughs> there was there was it was just over twice as long to finish it again finish it again and then finish the rest of it. Uh, yeah, it's a cool thing. I won't spoil the video. It's a, not as funky as we were expecting. We were expecting something a little different, but I will say that I think the back half of that game has better music than the first half. And, okay. And the music, and because it, it, and it's more adaptive music as well. There's a sequence towards the end where you're under some time pressure to move your square through the circular maze and the music ramps up the further you get through it. So when you die, it all, die, it all um, calms down again, mm. which is pretty cool. Quite well done. Anyway, watch the video. You'll know what I'm talking about. Um, but watch it next week, because it's not out yet. Mm. <laughs> also, it was another one of those videos where it just it took me far too long to actually do the video edit for. <laughs> I'm seriously falling out with DaVinci Resolve. It's just uh, too buggy. I got it to the point where it wasn't showing any menus. Like I couldn't make menus appear. Like this, that simple UI thing that you do, like when you right-click stuff, menus. What did what pro, part of the process is that for? Well, any part. Well, I need to right-click stuff. All oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. if I need to like. Load no, I mean DaVinci Resolve. Oh, DaVinci Resolve is the video editor I'm using right now. Right. Yeah. So as as an alternative to Premiere, right? Um, and it's um, I mean it's totally free and it's totally capable, as in it can do the things you want. But I just find its UI so weird mm -hmm. and awkward to use. And it's uh, I don't know. It's it's got like um an After Effectsy style thing built into it called Fusion, um, mm. or which is also a separate product if you want it to be, but um, it's just like. And Fusion itself seems, again, quite capable, but it's just the editors around the edges. Like, oh, I can load in all these effects. I can build a node tree of how I want those effects to be applied. But then if I want, actually want to edit where the keyframes for certain animations are or where the things happen and where they change or subtle little things, the keyframe editor and spline editor are just terrible. <laughs> They're really, like, bafflingly bad to mm. use. Um uh, like uh, to the point where it's just easier to actually try and scrub through where I'd made keyframes before and change the values in a really clunky ass way, uh, than actually try and use the, the specially designed editors for that stuff. It's 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 really weird, and it's that like even to the process where if I've made one of these like fusion clips for a bit of animation, like usually just the end credit stuff, <laughs> uh, where, where I do something stupid for the videos. And, it's, yeah, and then I want to go back and edit that later because because the fusion editor doesn't play the audio in line with where I'm doing the thing. So timing it can be a bit of a pain in the ass. I have to go in and out of the editor 
like go to the editor, see if it's in sync. It's not in sync, right? Go back to Fusion, move things by a few frames, which then means I have to have, have to deal with a keyframe editor, and then go back into the edit tab to see how that all times out with the audio and stuff like that. It's like it's just a yeah pain in the neck. It's a ball ache. Yeah, it's like why why is it designed like that? It's it's very confusing. And that, yeah, software seems buggy as hell in places. It's like, I've made it crash. I've made it get stuck on video renders. I've made it... It doesn't have some of the bugs that were annoying me in Premiere, admittedly. <laughs> its audio Different syncing bugs. is way better. And it's capable of loading in different formats better. But then it's completely incapable of loading other formats in. Like, if I want to use, a, like, some effect mobs, like, with Alpha Channel that I've got. Like, for doing ni ni nice, cool stuff. It's like, it doesn't load half of them in. Ugh bad for a video editor. Hey, video editor, load video. <laughs> I'm falling out of it. Can you tell? I'm getting riled. Riled, I say. Uh, yeah, I think I'm done. <laughs> well, you're sort of done. Sort of done. Because there's a convenient transition that you only played like maybe an hour of. You're talking about ODST? No. Well, no. that as well, but... <laughs> No, I was talking about something me and you played separately that we uh, played. Yes, two point hospital. Yep. That's oh, really? <laughs> Rob went back in for a short period. I did. I played a couple of hours today because because I, I knew Zach had been playing it. I thought, oh, I might as well refresh myself. Um, did you go do the super bug thing like you did? I did. Good. Uh, like I didn't. I don't think I completed it all, but like I've at least signed up to being like as part of it. Well, I, I was like, I'd done everything I could by myself. Oh, okay. You require more than one person to finish. Those. Oh, okay. Well, I'll go check out what the what my actual requirements for that. Are. <laughs> uh, I, I uh, yeah, I still. As it turns out, the volcano level was the next one. Is, is the on. very next one I need to do. Yeah. So I haven't actually started that yet because I was three starring the last level. Yeah. And I went and three starred a couple of older levels as well because mm. it's piss easy to do so once you've got to that that point. Yeah, I guess. I always, I always just freestyle them on the first try, so I don't really have that going back. Oh, yeah, no, I've just, I've just been sort of cruising through, really doing it where it seems easy at the time. Uh, yeah, I need to go and do that thing you told me about where with the music. Importing music. Yeah, because yeah. I'm, I'm getting really quite sick of that music now. But I'm still getting DJ box that I've yep. never heard before. How is that a thing? I'm wondering what is even going to happen when they start. Because, I mean, like, some of them are generic, but some of them are actually, like, level-specific as yeah. well. There's so many of them. And you, it's not like you're playing a level for, a, like, a brief period of time. You're, no. You tend to be playing it for a few hours, maybe. At least. And yeah, you're still getting <laughs> specific things. Like, I've only just got the bit where it's been... Like, even when I went back to an older level, like, the radio DJ started complaining about, complaining about uh, Henry Jobsworth. Yeah, you know the the health inspector like not coming around the radio station and sorting out some problems that the DJ had, and it's like and he's like, oh, because he's too busy visiting a hospital. And it's well, like, yeah, but well, that's... sure enough, he's in my hospital. Yeah, but that's <laughs> kind of generic, though. I know, but it's like like I had the, it, that seems like something it would talk about earlier on in the game. Like then it didn't when I first went through it, and it's like, but maybe because you just didn't spend that long on that level. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's 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 kind of amazing that there are so many of those. Across all of the different DJs as well. Yeah. And like things that aren't even attached to DJs, like random adverts and shit. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, I, I can't even remember what one of them was, but it was a funny food ad. And I was I, like, I just couldn't help but stop for a moment and just giggle at it. You've got to have cheesy gubbins. 
It might have been that one actually. Yeah, it might have been cheesy Gubbins. It was just and like... like what the I don't remember what they what the one that they keep. I think I this is maybe the one that I have heard more than once. Cheesy Gubbins. There's like the extra cheesy version or something. <laughs> oh no, it's more cheese. They just call it more cheese. Like why mess with a good thing? Just more cheese. <laughs> yeah, the ads are great as well. They're all they're all pretty genius. It's a uh, yeah, that side of the game is fantastic. It's um. Yeah, uh, my music ended up with a bit of a bug, the actual music part of it right. for me, and that it stopped playing for a while. And then when it came back, it started playing the same track twice. Weird. So it would play the track once. I'd get a DJ thing saying, and now for another hideous tune, or whatever the posh guy says. Yep. And then and then I'd get, I'd get the same song again. <laughs> I kind of don't like how it pauses if you're paused. Because it doesn't pause immediately. It pauses at the end of a track. If you're in pause for a long time. Oh, I never noticed that. I don't. I don't. Don't suppose I pause all that much. And I don't think it. I think it only pauses if it's going to play a, a non-music bit, like an advert or a DJ. Message. Oh, I see. Right. I guess kind of so you don't miss them. Maybe if you maybe. pause and then walk away, it just plays through the rest of the music track and then stops. I mean, I guess. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> And uh, you know the context might not have come up for the DJ yet, or yeah, but that is kind of weird. How if you're in pause for any significant amount of time, eventually, or just it's just silent, <laughs> or maybe it knew what was coming up about the DJ next, and it was like context sensitive, just like the inspector or the epidemic or something going on. Or you know, I don't think those are specific because there's lots of levels that have those same elements. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, I played quite a lot more of that. And I very nearly stopped playing it pretty much exactly where Rob was. <laughs> yeah, right. Because as I said to Rob last week when we were talking about it, it's well, like yeah. a lot of the systems of that game feel like they were, they feel like they were just like one pass. It's like they were implemented and then they never went back to balance them, basically. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like, oh, we've got that system now. Moving on. Yeah. Like the, like the, level that Rob had stopped on and I nearly stopped on was the one where one of the mission goals is to make your hospital attractive. Man, that's annoying. It's so, it's such an ass system. Because like, I couldn't, I got to the point where I couldn't find where I needed more attractiveness (laughs) in order to make the percentage go up enough. And yet, you've covered literally every space on your walls with posters because that's pretty Pretty much much. all you can do. Yeah, and then (laughs) then I I actually got around to buying one of the fountains and just plonking that down in every spare space I had. It's just a dumb system because... I did end up, I think I pushed it over the edge doing the thing you exactly (laughs) said, which was like, buy a plot of land I didn't have yet and just fill it with fountains. Yep. Yep. And, it's like, and that totally worked. It gave me just enough attractiveness to hit the goal. It's like, this is stupid. And as I said to Rob, it's like, it's a bad system because it's badly balanced, essentially. Like, what they should have done is make everything that causes attractiveness give you, like, twice as much and twice the radius. And then that system would have been great. <laughs> well, mm. well, not great. Significantly improved. Yeah. Because the way it works, because, like, everything has such an incredibly tiny range of effectiveness. That and then you have stuff... to basically coat all your walls with posters to have it even have an effect. Well, then some stuff doesn't even give you a, a full effect right next to it either. It's like it's like it'll give you like a half, <laughs> half attractiveness right next to it, and it's like that's no good. Yeah, it's just like it's a kind of dumb system. And also, gen- gen- generally, the problem with that system is just like there's not enough variety in the things you can make. Oh, sure. I mean, I there's mean... a lot of variety, but it's like not actually variety. There's like 
posters is a type of thing and there's yeah. a lot of them but they're all it's just a poster no but do you want the paintings rather than the posters because the paintings give you slightly more attractive incredibly marginally yeah. though because really the only thing that matters is how much the thing costs <laughs> i guess yeah. the more expensive the thing you're placing the higher the attractors so basically um, it boils down to gold certificates because those are the most expensive oh, thing you those. can attach to walls oh, I got those. And, and then of course the uh, Subsequent problem with that system is there's not actually very many things you can build in the room. Like, it's all wall-attached stuff. Mm. <laughs> Unless you want to fill your room with plants, but then you're fucking <laughs> your janitors because they have to go water them all the time. Ah, no, those, those little, little aquariums. The little bowl aquariums work quite well for that. Because they, they have those. They might be DLC. Because they, they don't... Oh, I don't think I have any DLC. But, like, they, yeah, they don't need watering. They're, like, just a little fish bowl. Yeah, I definitely don't have those. I don't think they're even in the list, which means they probably are DLC. I didn't think I had any. Well, you, there should be an icon next to it if it's DLC, so you'll be able to tell. Yeah. Oh, because it's been things you haven't bought yet with your kudosh. Yeah, I think I've bought mostly everything now, apart from a couple of the really expensive things, where it's like the larger, larger one of the fountains or whatever. Oh, I haven't bought the large fountain, no. I've just bought up all the cheap, all the cheap stuff. Just for variety, but again, you entirely don't need to do that. Mm. You can just spam gold certificates because there's no there's no penalty for using the same item a million times in a room mm -hmm. or anything like that. So again, not very balanced system. So that was the attractiveness mission, and then the mission after that, the one that Robin is now on, is the basically the disasters mission where everything is constantly causing your machines to get damaged and catch on fire. I don't think I've ever seen anything catch on fire. <laughs> No, it's relatively rare. There have been a couple of levels before this where it could happen with earthquakes. But now, then that leads to a different balance thing, which is like much more subtle than the attractiveness situation, where everything in this hospital is likely to keep catching on fire, so you need fire extinguishers, which you place in the room, usually. You don't have to, but usually you stick a fire extinguisher in every room with a machine, just for safety's <laughs> sake. Sure. But the trouble with that is that the fire extinguishers are weirdly realistically single use. So if the machine in the room catches fire and the handyman goes in there and grabs the fire extinguisher and puts out the fire, that fire extinguisher is now gone. And you have to manually go into the menus and select the fire extinguisher and place a new one down. Mm. So you kind of have to be paying attention to the fact that a fire just happened and then remember that you then have to go and build a new fire extinguisher or you're at, like, or then the next time there's a fire in that room, the handyman then has to run out of the room and find another fire extinguisher somewhere, which then might cause that machine to explode if they don't get back in time. Mm. So it's like, it's this, it's a really tiny inconvenience, but it's just like, why? Mm. <laughs> really? I mean, it costs you 50 quid to I build mean, a fire extinguisher, I guess. I mean, yeah, could it have just like cost you money like to replace it? Could you have like just an auto replenish? Yeah, or exactly. Or just make that like a handyman job that costs a bit of money, like how refilling the snack machines is. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and then that that mission in general is just like quite a hassle because of the way everything is constantly being damaged mm. kind of annoying but then the next two or three missions after that that i've got to it gets quite nice and easy for a while i'm just like oh this is kind of relaxing <laughs> it's gone back to being a nice simple game where i don't have to worry so much and like you know don't have to be quite so hardcore about money or whatever or be mm. so precise about everything just like now, I can just build quite build a hot, nice hospital the way I want to, and take as long as I want to because there's no real time pressure or anything. Not that there really is time pressure in any of the levels. Although weirdly, I say that because the, it's weird because again, 
balance issues with their systems. The next level after the everything is on fire level is the epidemics level. Oh God. Where there's just constant epidemics, which my... they have already introduced before that level, weirdly. Yeah, but it's one of the, my least favorite systems in that game because it takes so long. But then this is where, again, this is the major balance issues with this system. So the epidemics, they, they you get them, you see them a few times earlier, but in this specific level, there's you know one of the star mission things is like cure a certain number or vaccinate a certain number of people during epidemics so you kind of have to do it right but so the way are, epi- are there, is it a, le- a less tedious epidemic condition because... no it's the same two because there's only those two as yeah, far as i can tell the drug is one really i find really annoying it's yes. like it's so hard to so this, this is the problem with the epidemic system is that the way you tell that people have the disease in the epidemic that you need to vaccinate them is that they have a different animation for their walk cycle which one of the two is more easy to spot than the other first is the first problem the second problem is people sit down a lot in your hospitals <laughs> people don't in fact walk all the time or they're being treated or they're being treated yeah. like they're lying in a ward bed is easily the worst place for them to be during an epidemic oh sure because yeah. they stay there for a real long time so you're scanning around the hospital looking for people walking funny yeah and then it's just like you're spending ages just doing doing laps effectively. Yep. Being like, no, I still haven't found the guy. And then it still you, says there's two left. And then if you don't find one in time and he sneezes, suddenly you've got like five more infected people like, you have to like, find. God damn it. Well, and often they'll sneeze while they're sitting on a bench next to a bunch of other people sitting on a bench. Mm. <laughs> it's like, well. And, it, and the problem is, is like by the time you see that stat go up, because it doesn't really announce it. No. Anything. It's like, it's like, oh, I can't even really narrow down where that came from. No. All too real. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I suppose, yeah. Kind of. So it's like, it's a badly balanced system for the way they wanted to implement it in the game. Mm. But then that's that's annoying and kind of like makes that system annoying. But the way it's extremely badly balanced is the way that you just don't need to do it. <laughs> so basically, if you if you play this annoying mini game, you can get a tiny amount of cash, a tiny amount of reputation, and that's it, pretty much. That's all you get, get from succeeding in the epidemic. If you fail, if you let too many infected people escape or run out of vaccines then you lose like 12 reputation or whatever i think i think it's 12 12 out of your 100 right yeah except i'm not sure it's directly i'm not sure it's one-to-one percentage and reputation gain okay i don't know what the actual what how that bar exactly works but you lose 12 reputation if you fail if you just click the cancel mission button on the epidemic which is what in in Theme hostel, it used to be called like announce the epidemic, like you just say, Yeah, we're fucked, and then the government steps in or whatever, mm-hmm. which is still what they implies it is in this game. If you just click that button, you lose 10 reputation, <laughs> so you literally lose less reputation from just cancelling the mission immediately than you do from trying to do it and failing. <laughs> and first, reputation isn't really a problem, uh, yeah, anyway. and exactly. Reputation is so incredibly easy to get, even on the mission where epidemics is the one thing that that mission is all about. I just cancelled them all after I'd done the treatment, <laughs> and it still barely made any difference to my reputation because my rep's always maxed out. Yep. Like I can't seem to make it dip. It's uh, like even if I'm failing, like uh, the um. What do you call it? The accident, the emergencies, yep. and things like that. That or, barely or, has or, any reputation penalty either. Yeah, or people are dying a lot, or something like that, because I haven't got decent key management. I mean, that was the one time I did get the reputation to go down, where where I basically was majorly overloaded at like the GP's end, mm. and I was just like, well, I could maybe kick a bunch of people out or whatever, but I was just like, fuck it, and just let everyone die, 
And that actually did my eventually, after a really long time of doing that, my reputation did go way down. But, but, then, then, it's, but then it's kind of nice. Because yeah. it's like now I've got fewer then, people. And then I don't no know. one comes and it solves all your key problems. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like there's not enough, there's like no actual penalty for people dying apart from the reputation. Like you don't lose money. Right. So the whole system is just kind of like I said, it feels like they did one pass on it when they did the, when they created that system and never came back to balance it again. But yeah, the subsequent levels after that have just been like quite and also nice building layouts also helps oh. in like the next two missions. Oh, that's, that's which weird. is like ah, oh, these buildings are just the right size and shape to fit all these rooms in quite yeah, nicely. That attractiveness. Oh, maybe that's why the attractiveness level is so awkward because it's just like oh, hey, you're gonna have to leave a lot of space, <laughs> a bunch to, of put space to put attractiveness the shit in. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm on the second to last level now. It's for all its flaws, and don't get me wrong, I did burn out on it like before I went back to it today. Yeah, like uh, it's you kind of start playing it again, and it's kind of difficult to stop. Yeah, I mean it's not as extreme as most of those, as like Civ or whatever. Oh no, it's not a Civ, no. But, but it is. It is essentially the same thing. There's just like always one more problem it's to always, solve. Yeah, there's always something to do, and you just can't help yourself. It's always a little thing, a little it's thing a, to I do. I think actually it's the training of staff. There's always another person who needs training. You always need to start another training or another, session. Or another promotion. Yep. Or, so either click, although, have you tried turning on the auto promotion option? No. You know, like what that, like. I mean, I assume it does exactly what it says. It just, what, just puts it to just, just at the, Yeah, just at the correct level. Oh, I'll turn that on then. Yeah, maybe. Because I turned on the, um, was it the fast track diagnosis yep. option? Where it's like they don't have to go see the GP. Yep. That made a huge difference. Yep, it sure does. That's like the best option ever. The only reason to not turn that on is right at the start of the game where you're just trying to get as much money as possible off yeah. a smaller number of patients. But as soon as you as soon as you're up to like three GPs officers worth of queue, it's just like, yep, turn yeah. that on. She didn't need it. <laughs> she didn't need it. It was it was fantastic. Really wish I'd discovered that a lot, lot sooner. And I've started turning on the the thing that prevents staff from leaving rooms when they're idle. Oh. oh okay. The main reason to do that is because What, so they don't go to the staff room or well, no, because when they're normally when they're idle in a room, they just go out into the corridor and wander around. Oh, so you never really. So then, when someone actually does come, it takes some time to come just to go back go to back. the room. So that's one reason. But the other reason is that it also prevents them from leaving the staff room after the end of their break. So they just stay in the staff room and continue to just like sit around and keep their energy up. That's a good idea. So do they? Would they still go and get like drinks and stuff? Yeah. Any, would they? Yeah. They oh, still... so, so they'd still leave a room like in the middle of their shift to get drinks or Well, they don't really ever do that mm. in the middle of their shift. It's always saved for the break, is when they actually do toilets and drinks and all that oh. stuff. Where's that option? That's in the same menu. So it's still in the yeah, the policy. Policy right? thing. Yeah, okay. So, to... That's how that sounds sensible as well. Yeah. It's just the it's just the staff room part of it, really. It... And also I've started not really on purpose, but I started mainly only having one central staff room rather than having lots of little, little ones all over the place. Because I, I don't always do that. Yeah. I don't think the efficiency bonus of having people walk less far is worth it. Really, I've started putting down a lot more toilets. Yeah, that is the one that you do have to build in pretty much every building. Yeah, <laughs> build another bog. <laughs> yes, you got a little bit of space. Build a bog. Although don't build it too small because that actually still doesn't work because they get queued up too easily. I think it's in a bog queue. 
Well, they don't really queue. That's the problem. Just they poop. just sit in the sheets and, <laughs> and pee all over the floor. <laughs> so yeah, there's that. I'll probably finish it, I guess, since I'm on the second to the last level now. Because okay. the remix update was free. Oh, yeah, I so... did go back and do one of those. Okay, yeah. I went and did the first one of those. Are they noticeably different or are they like do they do stuff visually or like you know fun stuff like that <laughs> well this is what we were just, what, so, what we were theorizing about so remix was a free update where they you revisit old some of the original levels but the conditions have changed yeah like and they're supposedly claiming like it's a simulation of the hospitals which is weird because it's a simulation of a simulation yeah <laughs> so the in the in i'm not I hospitalception don't, i don't necessarily know if this applies to all of them because i've only done the first one in the first well Probably what does apply to all of them is they pixelate the clouds on the loading screen. So that's like nothing, but you know. Fine, but yeah, so it's a touch. <laughs> but in the first level, and I'm not sure if this applies to all of them, because the first level is like waves. Like it triggers oh, a right. big wave of patients to all I come see. at once and then you process them all and then another wave <laughs> it's comes. hospital horde mode. Kind of, except it's not really like... You have as long as you need to process the wave before the next wave is even triggered. Well, they don't it's, it doesn't like stack them. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. So there's not like timed waves. No. It's just like, okay, you, oh, you've dealt with everyone in that wave. Now here comes the next. You wave. just have to have a certain treatment percentage success overall per okay. wave. There should be a button to be like, now wave me. Yeah, there should be. Because so sometimes you, you end up with like one person who's just in the ward forever. <laughs> yeah, and you're just like, that's fine, wave me, go. Because also, you're still running in real time in terms of, like, paying staff. Oh, right. So, you, so you've got that one guy that you need to get rid of. And you're paying your whole staff. I just said it then. Well, <laughs> you could. Uh, but the one thing that is different in that remix mode, apart from the whole conditions of the mission, is for some reason the music is just, like, sped up 10%. <laughs> okay. okay. So all the, all the songs are just faster. <laughs> What if it does? Or is that does that with a custom soundtrack as well? I don't know. I didn't try that. I, I still had it on the default one. Imagine a slightly faster. I buy the drugs. That would be interesting if it does do that. I should have actually have checked that. <laughs> you got any um hospital music choices, Dan? Because obviously the one the go to was Electric Six. I buy the drugs. Uh, yeah, that would make sense. Um, the thing is, is like the 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 other one I thought of was like uh, like girl, you see the medicine, like yep. from white stripes, but it's like it's a bit too hardcore for for, for two fight hospital. Yeah, you need, you need calm that, illness yeah. music. Yeah, that must be. There must be some good. It's not a typical uh, uh, songwriting subject necessarily. I mean, you could probably find any jazz under the well, just any jazz. Yes. That's pretty much exactly the right kind of soundtrack. Or yeah. you could just go on the Steam Step Workshop and just, and just have the theme hostels and your soundtrack, because that's on there. <laughs> Is it really? Yep. <laughs> that's what I always do with the, the Wipeout collection, just because it connects to Spotify or whatever, so you just stick on the longest playlist you find of the classic Wipeout tracks. Does it? Like uh, yeah, track? I think or it does. Or, the, or are you just using the PlayStation Spotify app? Which I think I was just using that actually. Yeah, I okay. can't remember. I don't think it yeah. actually. Yeah, I can't remember what I did. It was probably just that. It was probably just using the PlayStation Spotify app, which is yeah, a shame because it doesn't like, you know. Yeah, uh, it doesn't sync with the game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it works fine, but it'd be nice if it like, you know, you know, dampened it out when you went into speed boost mode and stuff like that. Mm. Like, right, I'm, I'm all was... for more games doing some. Uh... 
you know, yeah. proper Spotify integration provided they I guess I imagine there's like some licensing problems with actually like doing effects on music whilst you're yeah but why <laughs> but yeah, yeah i don't know right. i don't know it could be something because that's the only reason i could think of why like the the original xbox's like custom soundtrack feature was potentially like was ditched for these like just players because you know the og the you know the 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 that custom soundtrack thing on the original xbox could actually be game controlled yeah exactly um like it would start tracks when you started the level Start and stuff level, like that yeah but it would be extra good if you could because it's a classic thing to like um cut out all the highs when you're going to boost mode and stuff like that oh yeah yeah, yeah. You, you want them to be able to do some effects yeah i can see why not but yeah it's the in the air thing isn't it with wipeout you take a massive jump and then it high passes it yeah which is cool Yeah, yeah I don't know what I would choose for two-point hospital, I'm sure. <laughs> Break out a bit of Miles Davis, I'm sure that'll do. <laughs> it's good for most situations, so. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Maybe you want some, um, yeah, it's fusion, something a bit bit weird. Yeah, like that game is a bit weird. Like, uh, like the first half of Koan Sounds, one of their albums, it's all about jazz fusion, it's kind of cool. Jazz fusion bass. <sighs> of that play, <laughs> play mostly that I guess and some other small parts of things that I want to talk about well the first thing that I want to talk about mainly just so I can toot my own horn about it I guess <laughs> is like, I wanted to mention Rocket League or a new season of Rocket League <laughs> coming up news I guess news at the end of the pass I assume is it all timed yeah I I guess they haven't said that specifically, but they, they did like say in the past left. that they wanted to do that. So There's only like two weeks left. Oh, yeah, that? there are only actually two weeks left on the challenges. That's how you can tell. Yeah. Right. Yes. So I guess it's time to the new season. <laughs> so that. But what I did in Rocket League that I want to just mention is I did the stupidly ridiculous impossible thing of scoring 1v3. <laughs> oh, wow. But there's some circumstances surrounding that that explain why that happened. Yeah. Which is that, so we, I was in ranks, so it was, it was still fairly legitimate, but my rank has been on the like low part of the side curve at the moment, so mm. I'm down in like, the, like Diamond 1. I think this was a Diamond 1 match, mm. which is like the bottom of where I end up. I do occasionally go down into Platinum at the very worst. But yeah, it was, so it was quite a low-level match technically. Um... Right from the start of the match, we let in two goals, and then that, of course, made the first teammate get hella salty, mm. and then he pretty much immediately quit. Yeah. The second teammate stuck around slightly longer, and we actually... No, wait. We let in two goals, we scored one before the other teammate quit, then they scored, like, two more, so it was, like, 4-1. Then me and the second teammate scored twice, so it was up to 4-3. Oh, oh. Then he quit, for some reason, oh. even though we were doing pretty well 2-3. The other guy was holding you back. And then, then I scored by myself and drew the game for four four. Nice. With like one minute to go, but then I failed the kickoff and they just scored. So oh. it was just like <laughs> it was pretty close. I mean that's the problem, isn't it? Because you've got no the kick if the Yeah, kick, you have to go for the ball very much. Yeah. The kickoff just Especially goes if one, you're on one of the side place places, which yeah. I was. If the kickoff just goes bad, then it's just like, oh yeah, you've got no 
No defense. But still, know. I was like, well, that was fairly hilarious that I managed to score by myself against three people. Admittedly, of course, they probably also weren't trying that hard. No, probably not. <laughs> in, a, in a 3v1 situation. Well, you know, they were probably we... already expecting me to just immediately quit or forfeit. Yeah. <laughs> But you were like, no, stay with it. It's the rules. Never forfeit. Well, that's not true. So you kind of really do have to. Never forfeit. But if your entire team leaves you, it doesn't penalise you for leaving, does it? You do still get like the a loss or whatever. You, you yeah. get a loss, but like a you know a forfeit is considered a legit loss. Yeah, but you don't like if you if yeah, you're as opposed to you like disconnect. Well, yeah, if someone has already Rage quit. Rage quit, then you get l- less penalty than you would if you were the one rage quitting. I guess. Good. Well, that's good. <laughs> but it's still a loss. It's still always a loss. So yeah, uh, that was weird. And I saved the replay, so I have proof. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, toot toot. Yep, that was my rocket league moment. It's not that impressive when you consider all those extra, <laughs> extra circumstances around it. Hey, I went online and sold Caliber 6 and won precisely one game. Well, good. And got my ass handed to me many more times. <laughs> I need to try and play a different character. Tira's quite hard <laughs> online. I need something simpler. Mm. Uh, and then the other two smaller things that I only need to mention more briefly was uh, I went back to Mindustry for a while. Mindustry. It's had some updates since I last played it, I guess. Not really amazing. Up- well, I guess Which one, of, one was Mindustry? It's the one that sort of combines t- actual tower defense and Factorio. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. I'm going to be saying that. It's like ta- oh, yeah, the tower defense one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but So I went back to that for a while. They haven't really changed that much. I think they slightly adjusted the tech tree. And I, it wasn't really, it wasn't really the patches that drew me back. It was more just like I felt like playing some of it again. But the, there was one of the patches that happened quite early on after after it released, because it, it was one of those games where you wondered whether they were going to continue working on it. Because it's, I'm not sure it actually, whether this is actually true or not, but it seems like a mobile game. Like it was a mobile game at some point, maybe, maybe because occasionally in the like UI it mentions tapping on things. Instead of like clicking on them, and I'm like, that suggests uh, okay. that this is probably a mobile interface at some point. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but the, so after release, I was like, I, they're probably not. This is probably just going to come out, and that'll be that. Because it's also you know a tiny indie game, mm. and you can tell. But they have continued to update it quite a lot. And one of the quite early patches for it, they implemented like blueprints and like copy paste like Factorio has. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> which was a quite a late game addition to Factorio, but like this happened in Ministry immediately. I was like, holy crap, that's kind of impressive for this relatively simple game <laughs> that they've gone all into that much detail in, in what is essentially like UI. It's not like content. Hmm. But yeah, it's quite fancy. You can save your blueprints, you can copy paste. You can even you can even do something that Factorio doesn't do. You can flip the blueprints horizontally so you can like mirror them. <laughs> Which is also real useful, and you wish it would do that in Factorio. You don't have to make a blueprint L on a blueprint R. Yeah, exactly. There's a mod in Factorio that would let you do that, but not in the base game. It's because in Factorio there's actually things that are specific direct directionality. Like the oil refinery has free outputs, and it goes left to right of the three different resources it can output, so you can't mm. just mirror that. Right, yeah. <laughs> 
Nothing in Factorio goes quickly, though. Let's be honest. It's like neither the game well, nor I mean, development. The, the, is... When they did implement the proper blueprint and copy paste system in Factorio, it was like, holy shit, this makes everything so much easier once you get robots. Because then you can literally just go, like, you could, uh, well, it's not just copy and paste, it's also cut if you want. You can copy, you can paste, you can cut, and then you can put things into a blueprint as well if you want to actually save that. Although it actually does also have like a clipboard, essentially. So like all of the last, I'm not oh, sure what, how many. Clipboard but, history. Yeah, on, but yeah. like all the things that you've done recently, you can just scroll back through them and be like, oh, I need another copy of that. I already copied that previously, so I can just copy that out and paste it back down again. Yeah, that's useful. It's very fancy. Hmm. But I didn't think I was going to see something that fancy in the industry, but you know, they did. So good good on them. <laughs> well done, you industry people. And then the other thing that I played only a tiny, tiny amount of Mindustrious? Uh, which I I don't know if I am gonna play that much more of it, even though I was quite enthusiastic about this. The, the patch for Oxygen Not Included came out. Ah, the, the first well no, not the second, I guess, free content update, because I'd already done one. Sail in, boys, here we go. Yep. Um, but I didn't play it like practically at all. And I mentioned this I mentioned this previously about what it was. It's like that the additional automation stuff where they've added like vents and stuff have automation plugs so you can turn things off at the vent rather than having a valve upstream of the vent and control. Right, that. right, right, yeah. All that stuff. And the little and the little Roomba robot that goes around and sweeps stuff up. <laughs> I had a look at that. I went like I got a funny name. Sweepy. No, I thought that probably. No, <laughs> I went in there and looked at this in like in, a, in like a test map, not an actual game map. And you know that that robot seems pretty much useless. <laughs> it's reached such an incredibly tiny amount, really slowly. I think it might be better for like mopping because it can mop up liquids as well. Mm. So if you have like an accidental spill or like an area where liquids naturally drip onto the floor, like certain machines just leak liquid. Maybe it would be better for sweeping up liquid than actual solid materials. Because hmm. it can only sweep up 10 kilograms of a thing in one action, and then it has an internal capacity of like a thousand. So it moves backwards and forwards and sweeps up 10 kilograms every time it meets an object on the ground. Hold a ton? <laughs> yeah. Lots of things can hold a ton. Obviously, <laughs> not included. But like 10 kilograms is such a minuscule amount. Like if you mine out a chunk of rock, that's like. That is literally a ton in one square. <laughs> so it's going to take forever to sweep that up. Also, because it doesn't, it doesn't like stop. It just it moves across the whole width of a room, and every time it finds an item on the floor, it sweeps up ten kilograms of that item. But it doesn't stop and continuously sweep one square. So if there's only oh, one bit of rock in the middle of a room, it just takes forever to sweep that up because it's going back and forth the whole length of the room <laughs> every time it sweeps 10 kilograms of it. That seems a bit weird. So yeah, I'm not sure how useful that robot's actually going to be. But the sort of more useful or the more interesting part to me of this new automation stuff is something that I didn't think they were even going to put in because I'm not sure it, it was in the preview builds that I'd seen, which is they've added, basically they've, done the thing that everyone said they should do, which is put in the proper suite of sensors for the conveyor rails that all the other pipes have. So like gas vents, gas vents and liquid pipes have sensors for temperature, element and germs. So obviously you use those in the automation system to do whatever you need to do with liquids. If this water is too hot, you vent it out to some cooling mechanism or whatever, that kind of stuff. Mm. And conveyor rails didn't have any of that. They just had they they had a 
essentially a conveyor rail valve equivalent where you could branch it off on an automation signal, but the conveyor rails didn't have any sensors that attached to the actual rail, mm. so you couldn't do anything. You had to use that automation to do from from an outside source. Mm. But now conveyor rails do have all the sensors, so it's like sweet. Now you can have a conveyor rail that detects heat. It's basically one of the late game ways of dealing, or not really dealing with, but like controlling heat is you use a conveyor rail which transports solid material. So obviously you've got gas vents for gas, liquid pipes yeah. for liquid, and conveyor rails for solids. One of the fancy things you can do with that is if you get diamond, which obviously melts at a super high temperature, put diamond on a conveyor rail, then you've essentially got like a heat pipe, essentially. Like you send the diamonds into a hot room, the diamonds on the rail get hot, and then you the, you conveyor that out of the room to somewhere else, and it transfers the heat with the actual packet of diamonds. Sure. Yeah. But now you can have a sen- temperature sensor on the conveyor rail, so you can actually detect when the diamond on the rail is getting hot or cold. Oh, I see. So you can actually manage that in a way more complicated and useful way. So yeah, it's like oh, I only need to ship these out when they're actually warm. Yeah, or when they've cooled off in the steam generating room or whatever. Mm. Only then ship them back into the heat room. So yeah, it, that's going to let you do way more complicated things with with temperature essentially. But and I guess the germ sensor is kind of also cool too because then you, when you're mining the slime that has all the slime germs in it, now you can actually detect that <laughs> and send it through a bunch of chlorine or whatever. Mm clean the slime off before it actually comes into your base maybe who knows Pea slime but yes it's quite nice and fancy and it's probably going to allow some new nice fancy things except you know the uh, the continuing problem with that game is there's really only one solution to actually deal with heat which is the steam engines so even though you can now do this fancy diamond heat transfer stuff realistically all you're going to do with it is boil water into steam and then run that for a steam engine (laughs) because there's still no other way to deal with heat that's what they need to add in the next patch hopefully maybe who knows i hope they understand that that is a a problem that heat management in the end game all comes down to steam engines Hmm. so you just build steam engines all over the damn place so there's that and that's pretty much it Games. Yep. Games. Game, 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 game. Dan, you're on anything at the moment? No. Oh. <laughs> <In the slides. laughs> well, Doom's know. coming. Get ready. <laughs> Doom what? is coming. Doom is coming. Yeah. Did you play Doom 2016? Uh, no. Not well. I did try it, uh, but I didn't. I didn't buy it. I must have had a demo or something. I definitely played it. Yeah, I think they did a, a demo of some kind. Yeah. Hmm. You played through it, didn't you, Rob? Oh, yeah. It was excellent. Yeah. When is Doom 2 Hell on Earth coming? What's it actually called? <laughs> Doom... Doom Eternal. Eternal, yeah. sorry. <laughs> Doom 2 Hell on Earth. Yeah, uh, pretty much. It's coming soon. Yeah, 20th. Same day as Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. Yeah. yeah. Presumably I have to play that. I mean, I mean, you don't have to. You can well, break the cycle. Well, it's not a cycle for me with Animal Crossing, though, is it? No. There's only been one other game. Right, okay. (laughs) And also, I might actually have someone to play it with this time. Wow. And that'll, you know, that'll be bad, because as we we well know, as we've discussed previously, that whole multiplayer system of Animal Crossing is dumb and bad, but, you know, you can at least accurately report on it, I suppose. Well, apparently you can, like, 
give people more admin powers basically in your world yeah maybe but how like does it matter yeah and does that actually negatively impact the other players and that like if they go and do all the stuff wouldn't they be better off spending that time in their town yeah probably yeah, yeah. i can't do on the same switch so we'll see about that that may happen well because you can only have one town on one console one on cartridge the switch yeah mm. well it's not on the cartridge on the switch oh right they, yeah, it's, it's nasty. That, that's, yeah, that's not, not ideal, good. is it? It's not good. I don't know why they chose to do that. It's, mm. it's like they're trying to have the old, um, the cake and eat it with the old model, I suppose, and that you had to buy a game and the cartridge could only store one save. Yeah, but so then if two people want, want towns, then they can't just buy two cartridges because they only have one console. They can't do that now, no, yeah. So you have to have separate you could on the previous switches. versions of the game. Mm. Oh well, it won't affect me, but that does seem a bit of a shame. Yeah. Unless you bought the digital version, I suppose, for PS, in which case you're a bone, because <laughs> digital version. Actually, I don't know if that would bone you, or whether it would still effectively see that as a separate save slot. It would be a separate save slot, yeah. You could still use a cartridge to to save to the cartridge. Right. But the digital version, would you wouldn't be able to have multiple saves on. Well, sure, but yeah. you wouldn't, that's still equivalent. Which is pretty much what the Switch version is, right? It's that, but even with a cartridge. Well, I guess we don't know that for sure. I'm pretty sure they've <laughs> said that, yeah, or explained that's how it works. Tom Nook's Desert Island Getaway Package. Perfect for two to three weeks of coronavirus lockdown. Yep, very <laughs> much so. Not, not, although not really. <laughs> Because you could only play that game for like half an hour a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. Because that's how Animal Crossing works. Yeah. Well, you're going to be too sick for the doing it again. So. Well, yeah, I guess. The half an hour that you could manage to be alive <laughs> a day. Yeah. Get your Switch in bed. <laughs> just don't use the touch screen. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I mean, it's because just you. you'll touch it later. Or someone <laughs> else will touch it. Or someone else will touch it. Oh, no. Have you seen the, um, the Wuhan handshake? Where it's like um, it's one with your feet, you, isn't it? Yeah, it's, you tap the sides of your feet. Yeah, everyone, I've done that. Everyone at conventions went. already does the elbows. Yeah, yeah, that's the running club has started doing the elbows. <laughs> like not just not because anyone cares about coronavirus at the club because it's just kind of weird to do. That's <laughs> just why we're doing it. Well, and also probably, sort of ironic elbowing. I guess probably your your elbows are less sweaty than your palms in theory. I mean, yeah, but most most people are wearing gloves at the moment. But because hmm. you know it's cold. It's cold. <laughs> it's cold. Not coronavirus either. Not that kind of gloves. Hmm. It be cold. A bit wind chill on your knuckles. And Knuckles must have it rough in winter. I know. Yeah, actually, that, like Knuckles, the kid, but he wears gloves constantly. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> I don't feel like he'd if get... he didn't. If he didn't, we don't even gloves. know why his hands are actually like. Man, or well, okay, how about we flip this around? All of the characters in the Sonic universe must have disgusting hands in summer. Yeah, underneath their gloves. What? Just because they wear gloves all the time? Yeah, but it's like they're permanently in gloves. But you right? don't I see them never take, take them off. Well, oh, maybe. Yeah. This is the grossest hands. There you go. It's 
my Sonic Raw for the week. <laughs> as, as often happens on this podcast. Does, do they wear one. gloves because it's animation tradition? Like, Mickey Mouse wear the gloves? I assume so, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's because Mario does as well, right? Because it's for the sprites, essentially. Yeah, that makes it more obvious where the hands are. Right, for animation purposes, yeah. yeah. And, you know, it gives them an excuse to make the hands bigger. Yeah. Big gloved. Well, I don't think you necessarily no, kitty, would... get away from the mic. <laughs> don't think you necessarily need that excuse to make a sprite weirdly proportioned. They could have just been big hands. Your yeah. cat is all over that mic. <laughs> Stop it. I think yeah. that means it's the end of the podcast. Yeah, though. I think it is. I think cats, cats get your pages. It must be Cat fun. is cancelling the podcast. Okay, yep. well, never mind. Right, check out our YouTube channel. There's some more bad levels of Sonic Advance. Advance two, two, yeah. Advance two up, so check yeah, those failing. out. And also see YouTube failed to compress that video well. I yeah. thought it looked fine. Oh, really? Oh, it looked awful when I was playing it back. Like, really, really bad. Did, how long did you wait before you played it back? I mean, it supposedly had the 1080 60 version when I was right, okay. checking it. But, uh, yeah, it looked... It's, it's, it's when that crazy hyper rave pink background of techno-based... Well, yeah, that, it, it is a background that would you would assume it's going to be bad for youtube compression yeah it does, well, it, does that snow effect essentially yeah it's, it's definitely the way youtube handles it as well because my files are way better sure like <laughs> my master copies that oh are yeah of course always going to be better than youtube but yeah hmm. yeah check those videos out and uh, uh we'll be back you'll get expand next week yeah uh, there'll be a video on expand so, which will be entertaining I mean, yeah, there's plenty of room. <laughs> I mean, yeah, probably. There's I mean, plenty yeah, of room probably. for comedy when there's actually less game to talk about. So. Oh, man. If you call anything that we do comedy. <laughs> it's uh, of sorts. Comedy of sorts. It, it, it's, in, it's in a comedy bucket somewhere. <laughs> and presumably, if the apocalypse doesn't happen, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another Salacast. Well, right. I mean, even if we're housebound, we'll still do the Salacast. <laughs> That's true. We've done it before. It won't happen. Don't hoard your sanitizer. Don't hoard your bog roll because apparently that's a thing. Hoard your bog roll. <laughs> don't hoard your bog roll. <laughs> okay, don't hoard your bog roll. People need that to poop. <laughs> it's true. They need it. Yeah. Just, Just poop regularly. Yeah, poop regularly. I don't think it's like people are buying it like they think coronavirus is some kind of crazy diarrhea yeah, disease it's not or something. Not that, is it? No. They're just cheap tissues. Yeah, they're hoarding it for the nose expulsions. Oh, for the nose. Why can't <laughs> they just... They should, they should just get Kleenex. It's nicer. Well, probably, those are probably already also sold out. Yeah, they've think? moved on to the bog row, I reckon. Buy shares in Kleenex and Netflix. <laughs> and drug companies. <laughs> and Nintendo. Yeah, Kleenex and Netflix I think go together for... Uh, Other reasons? Yeah. Well, except they don't because he does none of that on Netflix. No. And also the normal implication of the Netflix meme is that there's another person involved, which reduces the need for Kleenex somewhat. Somewhat. <laughs> right, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Enjoy, <laughs> and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye. Ooh.